Welcome, everybody, to episode number 97 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Today, our episode is going to be top five ambassador games. We all kind of have our own own definition of what that means exactly, so uh, we'll get into that during the main segment. Today is May 29th, 2013. Uh, teasers for later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about Call of Juarez Gunslinger, Resident Evil Revelations, some more Metro Last Light, uh, and Eric played Portal 2. I know him and Corey had been talking about playing it, uh, but I don't think that ended up happening. I think Eric ended didn't up, come to fruition. Didn't come to fruition, but Eric did end up playing Portal too. So uh, we'll be talking about that later. Eric, why don't you get a start with Nibble Bits? Alrighty, uh, I will start. I've actually got six this week, Dan. Great. Sweet. No, five. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, first one. You are going to be able to play almost every PS4 game on your Vita, which makes me want to get one even more. Um, I don't know. It's just a cool thing. It's just like the Wii U kind, I guess. Mm-hmm. People do have concerns about connectivity because it's all through Wi-Fi, and I guess you got to be pretty close to your yeah. to your stuff. But I mean, whatever. Um, as long as you have a good wireless connection. That's yeah, fine. Sony actually asked the developers to include it, mm-hmm. so that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a game I'm kind of excited about. I'm kind of finding a new interest in horror games. I don't know why, because it's nothing but torture for me. Cause I'm such a pussy when I play them. <laughs> But, it's, um, fun, it's fun to be a little scared. Yeah, um, The Evil Within, which is the game I talked about the creator of Resident Evil is making. Um, people are starting to get their hands on it, and I should have had prepared who this was. This is from Neoseeker.com. Um, where's the author? I don't see it, and I'm not going to look for it. But anyway, he does a, a rundown of it. There are spoilers in it. But basically, he is—he said that it's really scary, and he mm-hmm. was on the edge of his seat just w- watching it. He wasn't even playing it. He said he was just on the edge of his seat the whole time. Um, he says there's ghostly maniacs with sharp knives, bulky masked monstrosities with chainsaws, stuff like that. Um, he, he describes it as a man alone, hurt, lost, with a pocket full of shells and nothing but the path ahead of him, and no idea where it leads. Huh. So it sounds pretty sweet. It sounds it like sound Alan cool. Wake a little bit, but... Not ghosts, right? Which I like better. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's see. Next, I already did that one. This is something I found on IGN. <clears throat> uh, what Xbox 360 and PS3 games you sh- everyone should play before you upgrade to the next gen consoles? I just want to get your thoughts on some of these. I see Red Dead Redemption on every list of all these like top games lists, and you mm-hmm. guys always tell me I shouldn't play it. You can play it. Well, it's Rockstar. It's right. boring. Which is our first argument against yeah. it. Right. It's boring. Yeah. Insanely boring. I thought it was. See, if you I, can find it for cheap, I would buy it. It's in the red box. I, yeah, I would try it, definitely. If it's in the red box, definitely give it a try. Okay. Because then if you if you play right. it for a night and don't Four like bucks. it, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, Uncharted 2, which I do at some point want to play. Um, Skyrim, which we have all played. Mm-hmm. 
Bioshock 1, Fallout 3, yeah, a favorite of most of the athletes. Mass Effect 2, another favorite here. Uh-huh. Um, Halo 3, which they also <laughs> talk about the multiplayer as being a huge part of that, not yeah. just the, the single player. Grand Theft Auto 4, meh. No. Nope. Not, not, not for our money. Right. Um, Dead Space 1, which I've heard great things about. Gears of War 1. Yeah. Was that as... Was that really good? Uh, it was different. One was better than two, is yes. what I understand. One was better than two. Three was better than all of them okay. by far. By far. Yeah. But since it's the original. Right. Okay. Yeah, because it was so different than anything else at the time. Right. Uh, Batman Arkham City, which I couldn't agree more. Yeah. What an awesome game. I actually, I let somebody borrow that, and I never want to play games over, and I kind of want to play that one over. Oh, there you go. So it tells you something there. Yeah. Call of Duty 4, the first Modern Warfare. Couldn't yeah. agree more. It'd be nice to play it again. <laughs> For those that don't know, Will's Call of Duty 4 digital copy got hacked, so he can't play it anymore. Yep. Mine got the same hack. I got lucky enough to be a higher level than him, so it didn't affect me quite as poorly. But Yeah, my experience is so low in that game that it tells me I have to be level 1 to play the game online. So. <laughs> I, and I'm three prestiges in. It pisses me off. Yeah. I was on the ninth prestige. I'll never prestige again. Eric sends me a game invite every now and again. <laughs> Just to rub it in. Yep. I would have never thought about that until you told me your friend did that. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then a few honorable mentions. Killzone 2, which I do plan on playing. Bioshock Infinite. Uh-huh. Uh, L.A. Noir. Did anybody play that? Corey did. I think I've talked to him. Corey, do you like L.A. Noir? Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, <laughs> which I've heard nothing but great things about. Assassin's Creed 2. Which I did play and I really liked, and Heavy Rain, my favorite game of all time. Uh-huh. So, I thought that was a cool little list for people that were wondering. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Those are most of those are quality titles yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And my last one, Last of Us DLC and Season Pass, has been released. Some of the information on it. Um, let's see. For single player day one DLC with your season pass you're going to get increased crafting speed which I'm kind of interested to see what the crafting is all about. Yeah. Uh, increased healing speed, uh, 9mm reload speed upgrade and rifle clip capacity upgrade. And I guess they had come out before. I didn't know this till I read this, but they had come out before and so there weren't going to be any sequels for this game. They were going to so put everything well, that's what they said originally, but I guess now they're planning two oh, sequels, yeah. probably because it's gotten so much hype. Yeah. And um, there is going to be single-player DLC, not just multiplayer. Um, there will be multiplayer stuff with maps and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but there will be single-player DLC. Um, so I guess that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy a season pass for it. For a, a new game, you better wait and see how it what, is. Yeah, what, whatnot, the, but... what the first piece is going to be like right. to and, see if you want to And this the is the game which we talked about there touting that has the best <laughs> multiplayer ever. Right. So we'll see. And that's it for me. Mm-hmm. Corey, are you with us? I am. I'm okay. trying to, for whatever reason, the your guys' audio isn't coming through on the live stream, but you know, I think we're more concerned about the recording anyway. So right. I'm just trying to get that working while you're chatting. But okay. I'm here. I'm listening. Do you want to do your nibble bits now? Yeah, I'll do them right now. And then you'll get a break for a little while. I just have one. Okay. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment has reset development of its upcoming MMO, Titan. It's now not expected before 2016, which is so far in the future. Who cares anymore? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, Blizzard uh, cited large design and technology changes. I mean, I imagine when a game's in development for long enough, you get to a point where you're like, holy crap, this looks like garbage. Uh, nobody's going to want to touch anything in this. Let's just 
let's just retool. That's how I felt about World of Warcraft when it first came out. Yeah, look how wrong you were. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't wrong. I, I never like liked it, but right. Um, I'm with you. That that's Blizzard though. They take their t- sweet time with everything. I mean, look how long it took them to get Diablo three out, and look at what yeah. a disaster that was. So for sure. Yeah. Okay. But that's all I have. All right. Thanks, Corey. Will, what yeah. you got for us? Um, my first one is the Xbox One will be region locked, and here's a quote from Microsoft. Similar to the movie and music industry, games must meet country-specific regulatory guidelines before they are cleared for sale. I'm not surprised the Xbox One is region locked with everything mm-hmm. that's been all the rumors surrounding it, so that doesn't really come to much of a surprise to me. Nothing's a real surprise with that system at no, this point. Anything ne- I mean, anything positive would surprise <laughs> that, me. That would be a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> anything good? Like, holy shit, really? Whoa. <laughs> wow. Take my money. You're having that? Wow. Heck on the radar. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, my next one is on eBay, Germany's Facebook page. There is an ad for the zombie Wii U bon- uh, bundle that's coming out in this dis- dis- uh, description. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. I just told you already that I'm thinking I might get one. Now you're going to do this to me. Mm-hmm. The description of the bundle on the Facebook page was no used game locking, no mandatory online, no fuss, <laughs> yeah. which was taking a shot at the, the, <laughs> <That's perfect. laughs> the Xbox One. You know I love a good backhanded. Comment. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like that too. So there's more positive press for the Wii U. Yeah. Who thought? I mean, none of us were gonna get one from the start, but now we're all deciding to get one. Right? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Funny how easily we're swayed sometimes. Yeah. Um, and my last one is a teenager in Albany is facing 19 charges for planning a bomb and shooting threat at his school. His plan was to walk into the school with a duffel bag in one hand and a napalm firebomb in his other hand with the No Russian theme from Modern Warfare 2 playing in the background. And uh, No Russian was the mission in Modern Warfare 2 where the uh, Russians went into the airport with, like, light machine guns and started blasting everybody. So it would be the theme song to that. Huh. Wait, Albany as in two hours away, Albany? Yep. Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's close to home. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah. I was kind of surprised that that mission hasn't been uh, more. Because when, when that game came out, they put it so you could skip it. But, I mean, most people weren't going to skip it anyway. Right. But uh, So I was, I was, I'm kind of surprised that this is the first time that like somebody is yeah. applying something around that mission. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of scary. But Nutty people. Nutty people do nutty do? things. Don't what they? Do? That's the video game's fault, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That everything will? Yep. Okay. Uh, my nibble bits. Peter Schar, Commissioner of Germany's Federal Data Protection Commission, likened the new Xbox One to a monitoring device. He wanted to say, quote, The Xbox continuously records all sorts of personal information about me, reaction rates, my learning, <coughs> or emotional states. Uh, these are then processed on an external server, possibly even passed on to third parties, end quote. Uh, he continued with, Whether it be deleted ever, the person concerned cannot influence. Uh, Microsoft Game Studios executive Phil Spencer responded to gamer concerns with, you are in control of what you want to be collected. Uh, Game developers will obviously enable certain features, and you'll be alerted when certain things are happening. Putting the gamer in control is really important. Now, I can't see if, if if Microsoft is looking to put all that information in the hands of the developers. I don't see how the gamer would have any control over that, you know? If it's part of the game that the game monitors your heart rate, how can you tell the game that you don't want it monitoring your heart rate? You know, if that's right. a if that's a game mechanic. I don't know. I thought that was weird. Uh, I don't know. 
But anyway, technology, uh, man. I, I was I, I've said this a couple times, and I can't believe more people in the games media haven't likened the new Xbox to the book 1984. <laughs> I, I'm I'm shocked actually. Like I could see the government making it mandatory that everybody have an Xbox One in their living room, and <laughs> oh, and having to, having to have it on all the time. You know, wouldn't maybe that be maybe, maybe that's this is uh, conspiracy theory stuff. But maybe that's uh, Microsoft's plan all along is to get a big government contract and oh, have an boy. entertainment device. You know, have the government hand out entertainment devices for everyone's living room. That's kind of scary. I think, but about it's got to be on all the time. That'd be terrible. I'm putting something over it if yeah. I get one. No, I just would wouldn't have any internet. Then it can't do anything. It wouldn't. <laughs> it would brick the system. <laughs> Damn, I'd buy one just to have no internet and brick it. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. I don't know. I just, I'm just more surprised that more people haven't thought of that. I haven't seen it anywhere. So that was my thoughts with the Connect stuff. Put it out there, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw it out there. That's that's my my thought. Uh, the hum, humble indie bundle eight has been released with some amazing indies. You pay what you want for Little Inferno, Awesome Knots, Capsize, Thomas Was Alone, and Dear Esther. If you pay the above the average of it was at the time five sixty nine when I wrote this, you get Hotline Miami and Proteus too. Now the only game on there that I haven't wasn't familiar with was Capsized. Yeah. Um. And and like five of those games I wanted to buy anyway. So I've I've actually been meaning to get uh, Little or not Little Inferno. Um. Thomas was alone on Eric's recommendation. Uh, but I didn't, and I'm glad I waited because I can pay like eight bucks and get all those games that I've wanted to play. So I paid ten. Yeah, I I'll probably end up paying something like that just because the games on it are so awesome. Cool. Uh, the number one payer was was Notch of of Mojang, the the creator of Minecraft. Oh. he was number one number one donator on there. Corey, I couldn't remember what your thoughts on Dear Esther were. Um, I talked about it briefly. Hang on, I want to make sure my audio my audio is going to play. Um, sorry. Yeah, I but, talked about it briefly on the podcast. I liked it, but it's not for very many people. Okay. Um, it's not so much a game as it is interactive poetry. Oh, I might like it. It's it's pretty to look at, but you know, I, I don't feel like a lot of people are going to get much out of it. I didn't get much out of it, but right. I, I thought in terms of an experience, it was it was worth playing through, but just once. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's a, a steal, really. I think it's probably the best humble indie bundle yet. Yeah, uh, in my opinion. So check that out. Uh, and then my last one is Ubisoft today announced that South Park: The Stick of Truth will be shown off at the company booth during E3 this year. Hey, Dan's Thanks. excited. Thank God. Other titles of note are Assassin's Creed Four, Rayman Legends, the new Splinter Cell, and Watch Dogs. Uh, but who cares? Because they're going to be talking about South Park. So. Not even Watch Dogs. I game. do really want to hear about Watch Dogs too. I the was going to say, like, out of all those, eh, a little more excited Watch for dogs. a couple of the other ones. Yeah, Splinter Cell, um, even for me. Yeah, and I'll be. Uh, I, I'm trying not to be excited about Assassin's Creed, but nope. it seems really cool. Yeah, I'm probably going to get it. Um, it it'll have to. De- it'll depend on if they fix the gameplay or not. Um, but they the, say uh, they will. Right, but the the best part of Assassin's Creed Three was the ship stuff. I didn't even like that. that I thought much. it was awesome. So if they're going to embrace that for the next game, <laughs> they are, I think they uh, are. That's a good right? thing. Yeah, yeah, because it's all about Pirate. pirates, and, pirating, and in the Caribbean. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll get started with my week. I started last week weighing two thirty four point two. My current weight was two thirty six point two. So uh. I put on two pounds. Uh, I had cheat day on Friday, which was only like four 
what, five days ago. So it's a shorter week than usual. Um, also, I had a 30th birthday to go to on Saturday uh, where I ate and drank like a fat pig. Attaboy. Nice. Um, I think I had like, uh, like 13 or 14 beers and, and liquor and then a ton of food. So Man. Uh, I put the food away. And then uh, Monday was Memorial Day. And we went to my parents' house, and Mom makes the best homemade salsa ever. Yeah, we... Uh, me and Will stood by the bowl and just shoveled it into our mouths as fast as we could. Yep. Um, so I ate a lot of chips and stuff. And then I had, later for dessert, we had uh, strawberry shortcake. And I had four pieces of that. So my eating has not been good the past five days. So to only put on two pounds, that's kind of surprising, actually. Um, so I do my cheat day today, and then next week when we record, if it's like Thursday, it should be eight days you know, that I have in between recording so Mm -hmm. i should be down down a few more pounds so that'll be good uh and i think that's all i did this week it's been it's a short week so i haven't done much but work and eat a lot of food so how's your week well um it's all right a couple things i wanted to know is uh newark valley's proms friday and that's all I want to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is I'm starting my backlog of games. Oh, on, yeah. On Sunday, I made a list of all the games that I have that i got to play and beat before you know, the next-gen consoles come out. So here's my list that I compiled. I'm going to read it off. <laughs> I showed you, right? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. All right, so Dragon Age 1 and 2, The Witcher 1 and 2, Dante's Inferno, Tomb Raider, Lego Lord of the Rings, Dragon's Dogma, Oblivion, Batman Arkham Asylum, and Arkham City. Dead Island, Riptide, Remember Me, Blood Dragon, Faster Than Light, Mark of the Ninja, Monaco, Portal 1 and 2, XCOM, Enemy Unknown, Saints Row the Third, Don't Starve, Dust and Elysian Tale, Mass Effect 3, Citadel DLC, Company of Heroes 2, Deus Ex, Missing Link DLC, Skyrim, Bioshock Infinite, Borderlands 2, and Dota, all for the PC. Uh-huh. Um, that's 30 games, 11 on the Xbox 360, 19 on the PC, um, and that gives me a grand total of a hearty 413 hours of gameplay. Oh, based on uh, how long to beat? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got it. That's fantastic. Yeah. You I got that. I, I total all of it up. And some of it changed. Um, like, I beat Deus Ex on the computer this week. So then I added, I got rid of that on here and put Dante's Inferno because it was, it was cheap. So okay. And that's one of the games I really wanted to play. So some of my numbers might be off. But, uh, yeah, I've got a nice little... Yeah, I was going to say, some of those games are really long, but some of them aren't very long. No. But a game like F- uh, FTL, I'm only, eh, I'm only you, might play... not, you might not be able to beat that no, one. No. That's a hard one. For some of the games like Company of Heroes, um, Faster Than Light, where's the other one? Um, Don't Starve. Um, I forgot. The... Oh, Dota, yeah, Dota 2. I'm going to play for like maybe five hours to get like a good Right, a good, a good decent feel, feel for, for it. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like if you get close to the ending, you you kind of know the experience in FTL, but beating yeah. it is a whole other story. Yeah, that's hard. I don't think Corey, have you beaten it? Beaten which? Faster yeah. than light? No, no, I've come close. I've I've gotten to the last boss a couple times, but yeah. uh, he gets he kills me. Same here. But it's an awesome game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that so is good. a cool one. So I, good. I played that one. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I had a couple games on here I don't own yet. Like uh, remember me? Fat or not faster than light? Um, Company of Heroes. Remember me. Yeah, I had another one, too, I think. You getting Remember Me, Dan? Yep. Comes out next Tuesday. Are we doing a Remember Me episode? I don't think so. Next. I thought we were. Uh, we can. If we're I'm, all get, gonna, I'm getting it, too. If we're all getting it, we might as well do an episode yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, we'll look at our schedule. Yeah. But uh, Oh, and Monaco is the other one that, you know, I don't know if you can beat it, per se. I think you can beat all the stories. Yeah, but, I forgot that for Like, yet. beating it is, I think doing everything i don't know mm-hmm. but uh yeah i've got a lot of work ahead of me okay the first game that i did was both dragon age and that put me at like 50 hours already i was yeah. like oh, 
Yeah. Here we go. Dragon Age 1's really good. Mm-hmm. You'll probably want to go through and play that one again eventually, but mm-hmm. Dragon Age 2. Yeah. I just don't, I, I don't, I couldn't find time to do that. Yeah. Well, Dragon Age 1's a long game. Yeah. It's 30-something hours, probably. Mm-hmm. 2 is a little shorter. The Witcher 1 was like 40. Yeah. I, like, how long did it take you to beat The Witcher 1, Corey? Wasn't it like 60 hours? Um, I'm trying to think. I think, yeah, it was pretty long. I don't know if it was that long. That's how long it took me to beat Final Fantasy Dimensions. Oh, okay. That, I want to say it was like a, a mid-30s or something like that. Okay. But I'm sure some of that was time spent while the game was running while I was sleeping in bed or something. Oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, so yeah, I got my work cut out for me. Within the next, I don't know, six, seven months. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll throw my log together for next week. I should do that, too. Mm-hmm. I meant to do it because I'm... I'm not getting a new system. Yeah. Uh, well, a Wii U. But that's going to be in, like, a month, so... That it's leads the same me... gen. Right. <laughs> right, that's current gen. That leads me to my next one, is uh, I'm going to be getting a Wii U as soon as I uh, get a full 40-hour paycheck from the golf course, and mm-hmm. I want to get Zombie U, Monster Hunter... Lego City Undercover, the new Super Mario Bros, and Pikmin Three when it comes out. Uh-huh. So, isn't yeah. the the new Super Mario Brothers wasn't really much of a? It was it was similar to the the, the Wii, Wii one. one, yeah, which was good, right? And that's what that's what everyone that's what everyone says. It's good. It's the graphics are a little bit better, um, but it's it's the two D Mario. You know, yeah. that's why that's why I said they should have come out with the three D Mario for the new system. Yeah, but they're supposed to be coming out with the three D Mario like. Galaxy, either, right? Is it a Galaxy? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, they're supposed to be coming out with that like later on this year, early next year, I think. Okay. There'll probably be more information at E3. Once you two get yours, there's no way I'm not going to get one. Right. Well, we'll have to play Monster Hunter. There's a 0% <laughs> chance that I won't get one. Yeah. And hey, we can let each other borrow games. Yeah. Whoa! Without paying a sixty dollar fee. Without paying a fee, right? Hot damn! Yeah. Imagine such a thing. I know. Those people on the Germany Facebook really—they—they they knew. Yeah. Okay. Germans know shit. Anything else, Will? Ah, uh, that's it. All right, Corey. How was your week? Not much for me to report. The Rangers are out. Yeah. But I we- think we're going to talk hockey yeah. and feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up some games. Amazon's Mayhem sale today. I picked up Bully, the old Rockstar game about the the kid in the private school or whatever for $3.50. I should get that too because I've been wanting to play that. Yeah, and I also picked up the Firaxis pack, which was XCOM, Enemy Unknown, Civ 4 Complete, and Civ 5 Gold, which includes Gods and Kings. How much was that? 20 bucks. The expansion itself is like 20 bucks, isn't it? Yep, that's why I picked it up. Wow. Will and I played Civ 5, and uh, he had the expansion, and I didn't this weekend, so I was like, you know what? It's a good opportunity to pick it up. Cause I already... and, uh, I'll do giveaways for the other things. Oh, so. perfect. Not only did we play Civ Five, we got real into it. Yeah, we sure did. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll get there. That's what I like to hear. Okay. Anything else? Um, No. Okay. All right, we have music this week, which is exciting. We haven't had music in a while. so Oh, I didn't go. I, I didn't, didn't get to my week, Dan. Yeah, it's it, I'm bound to forget somebody. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. Uh, the only reason I care is because uh, Corey and his roommate slash my cousin Jared came up. That's right. So it was good to see them. It was Jared's birthday, so his parents threw, uh, threw a party for him. So that was fun. Um, I, I, similar to Will, put a list of games together. Not my backlog, but future games coming out that oh, I want to get. That's right. And it's looking like October is a busy one. Okay. I've got 
four games, I think. Beyond Two Souls is the eighth. Arkham Origins is the 25th. Battlefield 4 and Assassin's Creed Black Flag both come out on the 29th. So that's an expensive that month heading month. into the next year. I, I was just going to say, what, what if one of the uh, system comes out that month? I'll too. probably wait on Battlefield 4 and get that for the next gen. Okay. Although they didn't, they didn't put a release date out for that. Because I love Battlefield. That's not one I want right. to wait too long for. Right. Are you going to wait for Assassin's Creed? I might be able to put. put I will put one of them off right. for sure. Until right. um, the till the new system comes yeah, out. Yeah, some other ones I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist. What are your thoughts on the Bureau, the XCOM game? Have you? S- Seems cool. Does it? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on it. A lot of people say it's very atmospheric. Oh, well, I like that, that. That's what's good about it. Metro. That comes out the yeah. same day as Splinter Cell Blacklist and Saints Row Four. <laughs> Ooh, I won't be getting it if yeah. it's coming out the same day as Saints Row 4. At least right away. My thoughts, too. And then I've got Remember Me next week and The Last of Us on the 14th. So, got a lot coming out. Uh, I am going to get Kingdom Hearts Remix also. Uh-huh. Hey, nice. I think that's 40 bucks in Kingdom uh, September. Hearts is sweet. Yeah, so. A lot to look forward to coming up this year. Yeah, definitely. And that was my week. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, we actually have music this week, like I said. Uh, the song you're going to be hearing during the break is. A- Don Lusk song by Nelson Villains on the album Our Evil Inside Joke. Um, So we'll be right back with our main segment on our top five ambassador games right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 97 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. As I said before the break, we are doing our top five ambassador games. Now, to each of us, that kind of means something different. So uh, before we get started, we'll each kind of explain uh, what what our thinking was for this this main segment. Um, also, my internet is not, not super stable still, so uh, the live stream may cut out or Corey may cut out at any point, but I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. It's kind of hit or miss on whether or not it stays on, but so far it's been good this episode, so we, we've got our fingers crossed. Well, yeah, I could probably cut the live stream off my computer. Today. You don't have to if you want to chip it. It, it, it. That doesn't affect it, honestly. It'll oh. just cut out on its own no matter what anybody does. So, Corey, did you see the sign on the table? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sick. <laughs> Anywho. Are you guys talking to me? Yeah, Corey, or Eric just wanted to know what you thought of our sign that's right behind the mixer board. Can, oh, you, can you read it? I saw it? it, but I couldn't read it. It was too blurry. Oh, okay. 
it says thumbstick athletes, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Oh, nice. Yes. Good job, I'll, you guys. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to. Corey, if you're ready to head out. <laughs> why would I be ready to head out? Corey, why don't you get us started with your. Okay. What do you want me to do? Your uh, your top five ambassador games. What did that mean to you? And and what's your first game? I explained it a few different ways to you guys a few different times. <laughs> uh, but I kind of took it as ambassador, meaning like you have United States ambassadors in other countries, and their job is to represent their country and and get people to people who don't otherwise understand them understand them. Uh-huh. And appreciate them and, and sort of value them. Um, and then, like, I kind of looked at it as if I were giving a presentation on video games to a bunch of people that had an agenda against video games. These are the games that I would present that would be a lot of fun to play for people. Not necessarily. I, I, I said to Dan, I think art games is a different list. Yeah. Um, but this is this is this is the type. These are the games that I would show people that I want to get into playing games. Uh huh. I took I it a, di- a little different to, direction. Would be the best way for me to describe it. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's it's definitely games that best represent the medium and are also a lot of fun for gamers. Okay. So what's your first game? My first game is. Minecraft. Uh-huh. Um, I described it as playing with an unlimited amount of Legos as a child, um, and you can attach adventures to that, and you've got yourself one hell of a game. And I think from a creativity standpoint, just to show like some of the things people have created in that and the amount of time people have dedicated to making the uh, Starship Enterprise or you know Skyrim or, or giant penises, you know, there's... Some some people dedicated a lot of time and showed a lot of creativity, and it's also a really fun game. Um, and it's it's sort of you know one of the probably the biggest quote unquote indie game um, of of all time. Yeah, and it just goes to show one person with a bright idea. It's the American dream, man. Yeah, uh, Notch is from like Sweden, right? I don't know where he's from. Den- Sweden, Finland, Denmark. Even better. Immigrant coming to America, <laughs> fresh off the boat. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he's fresh off the boat. That's a, that's a good choice, though, Minecraft, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right, so yours is uh, games that best represent the medium to someone who doesn't play games. Yes. Okay. Very nice. Eric, <clears throat> what's, now, your, what's your take on it? Corey texted me, and he explained to me about the ambassador thing with, like, getting Russia to like us when they already have an opinion of us. So I kind of went in the direction of I'm talking to somebody who has an argument against why why video games are bad. Right. And I'm giving them examples of why they're good. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So I guess I'll start with um, I'll start with Journey. Um, this one would probably be my toughest one to defend because it's hard to explain why it's good. Right. I guess. You kind of got to play it first. It's like, it's just such an experience. And I think it's just something that gets you thinking, which a lot of other things that people do don't really do to them. You know what I mean? Oh, like watching the Kardashians? Yeah, watching uh, Teen Mom 2 and (laughs) keeping up with the Kardashians and all that, you know? Journey's just an experience like nothing else I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I just think 
if somebody could sit down and play that, I would hope they had the same or close to the same experience that I had with it. Right. Or something completely different, but it affected them the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that would be what my hope was for Journey to show them that there's more out there than just a shooter. First person shooter. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's not all about violence. That doesn't make does a game doesn't have to be violent to be good. Or even a lot of gameplay, really. Because no. the controls are simple. It's more Very about simple. the experience that you have playing the yeah. game. There's like no combat. It's just yeah, it's just about your experience and what you make of it. Okay. So. Excellent. Good choice. Will What's your take? Um, I went about it sort of similarly to Eric, but a little bit more different because I do have a, sh- a shooter on here. But I've got some shooters. You do? Yeah. Okay. But uh, I went at an angle of like a game that you can get an interesting experience out of uh-huh. that, um, I don't know, just very interesting and something that makes games more of an art form than, you know, your Call of Duty. And, yeah. you know, people see those games as bad. Uh-huh. So, ironically, my number five on here is Journey. I have never played Journey, but reading some of the stories and seeing some of the gameplay from it, it's very interesting. Hearing the stories about Eric and his experience with it and hearing the story on Giant Bomb about how one of the people who played it, you know, played it through with the same person all the way until the end and he ended up losing his friend and then he refused to play the game. Yeah. Just so, like, I don't know, the experiences you get from behind that game, it's, awesome. it's yeah, incredible. Something like that doesn't happen in no. most games that you play. 99.9% of the games you play, Usually something like that would never happen. You're playing with somebody who's probably a jerk who's right. trying to mess you up on purpose. <laughs> right. But that, Ch- Chances exactly. are if you're playing Journey with somebody, they're probably not a bro gamer. <laughs> right, right, right. Chances are. So. You got to pick a shot. Fi- you're, you're not getting many fist pumps playing. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's <laughs> a good point. So yeah, I, I mean, I have never played it, and it's hard to explain what oh, Journey is. And when you uh, when I borrow your yeah. PS3, I'm probably going to play. You Journey definitely and should. I've got a couple games on there. You should play. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a very interesting game, and in that that game isn't in the general public. People see the games like Call of Duty and yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And Although, Journey got pretty, pretty good, good press. It got good press, but only to gamers, gamers, probably. Fair enough. Yeah. Most, you know, your people who see, you know, our government who's saying the video games are bad, they don't see that type of game. Right. And I think that game's very important to, you know, the yeah. gaming culture. Okay. All right, absolutely. Excellent. All right. Uh, I kind of took this as... Games that you would want, um, kind of, kind of as as someone who, like, if you're explaining to someone who didn't play video games, like what what games they should play based on their interests. Mm-hmm. Um, so I broke it I broke it down into five different categories with five different games based on someone's interests. So my first interest is someone who likes retro things. This would be your hipster who had an old television with the with the the push buttons on it, you know. Um, you know, the, the center of their living room is the, is the old tube television with, you know, 13 channels on it, mm-hmm. round front screen. Um, they obviously wouldn't like anything new, newfangled, so they would want to play a game on an old system. You know, their, their highlight of their living room would be their old television and, uh, and their Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So the game I picked to represent the retro category or the hipster who only likes old things would be Super Mario World. Yeah. Um, I think that's a it's a very accessible game. It's fun, and it's a much-loved classic platformer. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's a, that's a good game to represent the, the retro crowd and the, you know, for, for non-gamers. Mm-hmm. So I picked number uh, – so, yeah, for number five would be retro – for retro – people it would be super mario world i like how you broke it down too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's uncle cory 
that's my son in case you were wondering he, he had to come down and say hi so can you say hi max hey buddy max what's your favorite video game Angry Birds? Angry Birds? Or Scribble Knots? Angry Birds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Those are a couple good ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Right, that is the cutest thing on earth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Makes me want to be a better person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey, number four. Numero cuatro is heavy rain. Um, actually, all my all my choices are this generation. I think a lot of that has to do with, in terms of quality. I mean, I, I know we respect all these older games, but if I'm recommending these games to people, you know, I'll give them something that's looks a little bit nicer and yep. has a more uh, what's the word Ex- accessible, um, easier a, to find. Con- yeah, contemporary kind of way. You know, yep. mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna recommend. Sonic the Hedgehog on the ever or, you know, on the Sega Genesis. You know, I'm seeing saying, uh, yeah. So anyway, I went with Heavy Rain because it kind of it reminds me of a really good action thriller, except that you're in control um, of the story, and and it's a good example of how what you do in a game can influence your experience of in that game, uh, because everything you do in Heavy Rain changes the direction of the story in one way or the other and everyone's experience of playing it will be different from the next person's and uh i remember when the game came out like everybody was just having such a good time talking about where their story took them in the game and i feel like for for people that don't play games and all they think about for games is uh boob statue a zombie boob statue or killing uh civilians in an airport to see something like this that they're familiar with, that they go to the movies to see this kind of story experienced from a perspective of the actual character playing as the character, I think it would be really effective in turning people over. Yeah. To our side. Uh huh. All right. Heavy rain. Heavy rain it is. Eric, number four. Uh, my fourth one was Thomas Was Alone, which um, I talked about before when I actually played this game and beat it. It's The reason I would offer this one to them is because this can show how you could use video games as a teaching tool, uh-huh. which is something I talked about on that episode. But, um, you know, you could use it for, for children to teach shapes, and I, I talked about teamwork and stuff like that, and it's almost like a fairy tale. Uh-huh. You could A kid could play that game, I feel like. It might be a little... A, a little bit older of a child could play it. You know right. what I mean? And it just, again, it's a different type of video game that you don't need all the action and killing to enjoy. Right. You can use it as a teaching tool. Uh-huh. So that would be my reason for Thomas was alone. Okay. I look forward to playing that. Oh, it's great. Humble Indie Bundle 8. Can't go wrong with that. All right, Will, number four. Uh, my number four is To the Moon. It's kind of the same uh, with Journey, you know, uh, to the Moon is a very story-driven game, and for the people who don't like video games, you can pretty much you can describe this as not a video game. Too at the same point, more of an interactive, mm, mo- not movie, but interactive story. Yeah, story. Really is the best I mean, way to describe it. You can't make a point that it is, you know, not a video game. Right. Same way with like the Walking Dead game. Yeah. But um, so for those people who don't want to, you know, you know, don't think video games are don't have a good story, you can you know describe it as that. But um. 
To the Moon is one of the, is the game with a phenomenal story, and it, the three of us that played it at the very least shed a tear. Oh yeah, at the end of it, and I, I didn't just shed a tear. <laughs> I blub, blub, I sobbed like a baby, and I knew I was going to, so I specifically Same. played it when the wife wasn't home, so mm. she wouldn't see me crying at a video game. <laughs> That's you some... damn nerds, <laughs> Corey, you cried too. Quiet. I, I, I it, it was dusty. <laughs> that was with me too. It was very dusty, but uh. Yeah, once again, kind of like with Journey, that type of game doesn't get out to the mass media, and people don't play that type of game. They just see the Grand Theft Autos, and um, I feel like that's one of those games that, you know, has a touching story and can actually, you know, connect with people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's very important to people. Uh Okay. Uh, For number four, I went with the artistic category, Uh, and this would be for the people that like to go to, like, art museums and and view the exhibits and, and, and... you know, have a lot of paintings around their house. Um, and for the game, I picked the game Limbo. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't played Limbo that much, but I've played it enough to realize that the artwork in it is amazing. Uh, something about the black and white and gray coloring, um, and that's the only colors in the game. It's it's unbelievable looking. Um, it's probably one of like the best looking game in that that type of style I've ever I've ever played. So um, I'm, I'm I'm picking Limbo for that for that type of person in that category. Um, I just love love those graphics. They're just gorgeous. They are gorgeous. So, Limbo for my number four for the artistic minded person. Yeah. Um, artistic meaning paint like paintings. Mm-hmm. You know, your your drawer or painter visually artistic. Yes, visually artistic. That's what I was going for. So, Corey, number three. My number three is kind of a cop out, but if you if you make me pick one, I will. But I went with the Civilization series. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sid Meier civilization guru and creator says that games are a series of interesting choices uh and if you follow that philosophy i think there is really no better game that would fit that description than the civilization series um because you're you're not only playing like a small sandbox style game you are you start off with a settler and an explorer or a warrior and from that you build an empire through time i mean if if that's not a series of interesting choices, I don't know what is. Uh-huh. But it's also a teaching tool, and not just uh, like your historical names and, and places and leaders and units, but uh, of motives. And I was actually on Games Radar today, and I was reading about Civ Five on there. And uh, I think they explained a little bit what I'm getting at. They said, if you don't understand or don't understand why the British expanded into foreign lands and took over, speaking about you know the real history of uh, the British Empire. Play Civ Five as an island nation. And you'll be doing the same within 400 years. And I never, I never, yeah, I never thought of of civilization working in that way. But now that I think about it, like you get it, and yeah. all this stuff in history kind of starts to click. And you can, when you, as you play through, you you kind of start to realize, well, you know, I'm so close to that silver mine. If I can just get Take a little it. bit of that border from them, I will have a silver yeah. mine. My people will be happier. I'll be a lot richer. I can trade. Um, so it's just like the way geography interacts with civilizations and how they grow and, and shrink it, because of it. It's funny that you mentioned that, Corey, because one of the things I was going to talk about playing Crusader Kings, um, all the vile stuff you do as like king or, or whatever um, in, in, in Crusader Kings too, all the, all the kind of like vile stuff you do, like having family members killed off so that you're, you don't lose control of certain like lands that you have control over. Yeah. And, and like it, 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 it doesn't, 
it doesn't make it okay but you you see where they're coming from when when they when they do stuff like that you're like okay i i i get it i don't agree with it but i I get it it's it's funny that you say that and i mean that's part of what makes game of thrones such a great television show is it's all about not the action but like motives and political intrigue and all that stuff and yeah, and it's the same with, with playing Civilization is you understand this stuff on a different level because of this game. And yeah. I feel like a lot of naysayers and, you know, people who think video games are one thing, if they actually took a look at Civilization and and I'm actually, I like, that's probably one of the games that transcends into Grandpa. You know, Grandpa will sit down and play a few turns of Civilization every now and again yeah. these days. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's already kind of there as an ambassador game, I would say, but if I'm given a presentation, I'm definitely showing off uh-huh. civilization. Okay. Excellent. Eric, number three. My next one is a series also. Um, I went with the Assassin's Creed series, and this was, again, based off of a teaching tool mm-hmm. to show that a game, while it may not have the best controls, it's fun to play, it's got some really cool storylines, but it's also... Um, can teach you a lot about history yeah which is something i don't know a ton about because uh-huh. i never paid attention in high school uh-huh. or any school <laughs> so i found that part of the game and just the the environments that you're in and the settings uh-huh. that's my favorite part of assassin's creed yeah and just to have that in a video game and be able to go back in in time kind of you know and yeah. play play in that setting experience that yeah see how those people lived and what mm-hmm. things look like get familiar with areas you may not be familiar with uh-huh. you know i think that's that's a pretty cool thing to yeah. see in a video game yeah so. yeah assassin's creed that that is one of the i agree with you because i i like like living in another yeah. time kind of right. um so that was one of the attractive things to me even the first assassin's creed game for me um was 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 probably the worst of the assassin's creed mm-hmm. games but because it was set in like during the crusades it was like it was awesome because mm-hmm. you know i think the movie uh what was that movie with Orlando Bloom in it? Where he's the Oh, Lord of the Rings. No, not Lord oh, of the I'll Rings. It, <laughs> it was it was a good movie. It was set during one of the Crusades, and he, he uh, uh but that that's it, I thought of that when I was playing uh, the first Assassin's Creed, or thought of this movie when you know after Assassin's Creed after the fact. <laughs> Um, it's gonna buy Pirates of the Caribbean. No, not Pirates of the Caribbean. Three no. Musketeers. No. Do you know how long ago? It came out in the mid two thousands, probably. Oh, The Good Doctor. No. It's gonna bug me because I have this movie on DVD. Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven. That's what it is. Yes. Balian de Ibeline. Great movie. Uh, by the way, cut too. Only. Director's cut only. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. But anyway, that that that's kind of the the feel I got from that from that movie and game yeah and the first assassin's creed i agree so again a, t- a teaching tool that's also enjoyable yeah and just picking up that eric um i can remember being a little turd and when you're a little turd you absorb things a lot better and i knew when we took i forget what grade you take world history but like i knew all these little bits and pieces just from playing age of empires sure yeah Histor- like doing the historical campaigns like Joan of Arc was brought up, and I knew so much about Joan of Arc from playing the Joan of Arc campaign in Age of Empires 2. Yeah, and your teacher probably almost shat their pants. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, as a, as a little kid, who knows about Joan of Arc? Right. It, it's funny you say that, because my next one is kind of a similar thing to that. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, is, it my, is it my turn? 
Or yeah, I, I yeah, didn't know yeah, if you were yeah. going to chime yeah. in on here. No, no. no, it's funny that you bring that up because my next one is actually the Age of Empires series because okay. just the reason that you brought it up. I remember playing Age of Empires Two: Age of Conquerors expansion, and um, the Aztecs campaign was in that. And uh, my one of my history teachers, I don't remember what grade it was, wrote the Tenochtitlan, which is the Aztec capital, mm-hmm. and she's like, "What was the capital of the Aztec Empire?" And I knew it, and she was like. How did you know that? And I'm like, ah, oh, I play video games. but uh, <laughs> That's not what they want to hear. Yeah, they don't want to hear that. But, um, I mean, I learned bits and pieces of history from Age of Empires games. And, like, I, uh, me and uh, my friend Evan talked about how in, you know, global studies we learned from Assassin's Creed uh, 1, 2, and 3, and also uh, Age of Empires. That's how mm-hmm. we rem- remembered some of the stuff going into that. And going there you into go. It. So, yeah. Will just made my argument. Yeah. Will, 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 help, will, will help Eric's point along. Definitely. Yeah, like during the Renaissance unit in social studies, um, we played Assassin's Creed 2 and knew about a lot of the stuff. Yeah. So, a lot of, and there, there's a lot of like historical people and stuff yeah. in that. In oh, the, in God. That series Buildings, too. everything. Yeah. So. I love how they give you the background and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Age of Empires and Assassin's Creed could technically be my number three combined because they are actually very good uh, teaching tools. Very nice. I agree. Uh, For my next one, I pick setting uh, for number three, and that's for someone who likes to travel to different places um, and and see see new locations. And for that, I picked the game Bioshock Infinite. Um, despite the violence in it, um, because it you know it's a shooter, and you know shooters. They might not turn people away, but they might, you know, people who are squeamish might not like it so much. But I picked Bioshock Infinite because, I, in, in my opinion, it has probably the best setting in, of, of any game I've ever played. Um, the wow. floating city of Columbia is it's gorgeous, and yet when you're walking through it, even at the beginning, you can tell that there's something off. Um, just Columbia is just amazing like i said i think i said during the our our bioshock infinite episode like when you first come out of the temple where you're baptized and walk out into the into the garden that you're in you f- almost feel like you can like smell the flowers and smell the air there that's how that's how good the game looks and how good the graphics are and and uh how real the world feels mm-hmm. it's crazy so that would be my my pick for some for someone who likes to travel is playing bioshock infinite to experience a new new location. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, number two. Numero two. Let's see. Uh, I had a tough time picking between one and two, but my number two is Journey, which was already brought up. Um, and this is this is the art game for me, because I, I always ask, like, yeah, there are games that have, you know, Dan mentioned Limbo, um, which, which is visually artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can make the argument that it's it's gameplay artistic too but that's the question i always ask myself like what makes the video game medium a unique form of art as opposed to well the music is really good so it's an art game or it looked the art style is really good so it's an art game um i always try and ask myself what makes video games unique um and so you gotta you gotta think like what separates it from movies or books or you know music is that you're actually playing you're actually interacting with the piece of art so for video game, the video game medium to exist as an art form, um, your engagement with it is what has to make. How am I trying to explain? Your engagement with the game is is the part that makes it unique. Um, to, to by playing it, you're enhancing the experience. I guess uh-huh. is what I'm trying to get at. And Journey is perfect because the game, like the theme of the game, is that it's about the journey. And I'll spoil. Can I spoil Journey? Yeah, it's been out. 
It's been out since 2011. Yeah, we, and we've talked about it yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, you die at the end. You don't, you don't quite make it. Um, but along the way, you meet some interesting friends and have some great adventures, and you're reborn. Um, and to me, like, isn't that, that's kind of like life, yeah. you know? Oh, God, but, I don't even want to get started on Journey. I could go for hours. <laughs> yeah, and I, that, to I me, that's, the act of you playing it enhances that experience. Where, whereas, you know, if you're just watching it, I don't think you get the same effect because by you playing it, you're actually experiencing that adventure that every one of your reincarnated characters is experiencing. And, and everyone, I mean, it's kind of kind of goes to Bioshock Infinite a little bit, and this is what Adam Sussler was getting at in his review, that the act of you playing it speaks to the theme of the game. Yeah. And I feel like Journey does that really well. Um, and, and, and yes, this is the art argument, but I could also throw Limbo in there. I can make that argument for Limbo. Uh, when we do our art games podcast, I will make these arguments. Yeah. I'll throw Raid in there that the act of you playing it and experiencing it is the artistic part of it, not just the art style or, right. you know, the music. These games happen to have great art styles and great music. Um, but I just feel like the act of you actually playing it is what enhances the experience and makes it unique. Okay. And that's Journey. Yeah, I'm. I really want to play Journey. Love I want to play Journey. God damn it! Well, I'm gonna let you borrow my PS3. Okay, I didn't put it on my list because I haven't played it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I didn't put. I could. I know it's good, but oh, just great. get it on PS4 when you get your PS4, Dan. <laughs> you can play it on the. Vita that's when probably. It's probably what I'm gonna end up getting is a PS4. Uh, but anyway, stop it. Yeah, we're we're not. I gonna, got half chub. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that for now. Eric, number two. Number two. Um. Again, a kind of a history thing here, but also this had an effect on me, like, I, nothing that I could have learned from school, I guess. Um, it's going to be Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Um, I, to this day, remember playing the first mission when mm-hmm. you storm the beaches. Uh-huh. And, you know, it just, it gives you that feeling of, wow, this must have just been... Awful. Such a son of a bitch. Yeah, to get, to try and get through. Yeah, I mean, you... Pulling in your, in your boat there and just getting fired on from above. You got no position whatsoever and just the nightmare that that must have been. Yeah. And I think that a game like that is important because it can show you stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's as close as you're going to come yeah. to that, I guess. And they had that scene in Saving Private Ryan, yeah. which was also awesome. But it's not the same because you're not really Doing, part of it. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're just watching it. There's no it, threat to you. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, so I mean, if if you have never played that, find a way to do so because yeah. it's one of my favorite moments in any video game. They should just remaster that one oh, mission and do so that over good. again. So good. Yeah. I used to just go back and play that mission because yeah. it was just amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just the the feeling that you get of how awful that must have been, and you know, it's like I said, it's a history lesson too. You know. What? So excellent. That's going to give you shit, Eric, until you justified it with that. Why? I don't know. Because that's the only part of that game that I would... That's memorable. Yeah. I don't remember well, any of the other parts well, of the yeah, game. That's you're the only part right. you need to play. Right. Yeah, Yeah. you play for the, through the first, what, half an hour of the game and you got it. You're good. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, call, a good, that's a good argument. Call it quits after that. Okay. Good choice. Will, number two. Uh, my number two is Bioshock Infinite. Um, what you said about the setting and, you know, the traveling and everything like that. But another thing that I found really cool... Um, is, you know, the game is a first-person shooter, but the game's not really about that. It's about telling a good story, and there's so many cool moments in that game, like um, in the very beginning where they're on the, like, the blimp, and they're doing the song. 
mm-hmm. uh, quartet is all singing, and you can just stand and watch that, and you know, you know, see them singing the entire song and stuff like that. Like, but it's little stuff in that game that gets brought up every now and again, and yeah. like everything with the religion that plays a part of it, and just the complex and interesting story. It just, I don't know. The game, that game is more than just um, you know the fighting in mm-hmm. it, even though it is a touch violent. Yeah, which Corey's touched on multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Well, I would have an easier time recommending it, um, for especially for people who like a, like a setting, uh, if it wasn't as violent as it was, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I only touched on that once, and everybody's <laughs> echoed it since. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, my number two, I picked uh, graphics for my number two, and this would be for the type of person who can't watch anything that's not in high def. Um, that has uh, one of those new, was it 4K or 5K TVs already? Okay. What's that? 4K. Yeah, four, that has one of the new 4K TVs already and is, it, you know, won't watch a movie unless it's on Blu-ray, like super high def, you know, that that type of person. Um, and for the game, I picked Metro Last Light. Ooh. I know it just came out, but uh, the use of lighting in, in the Metro series games is is incredible. And, and the... Uh, not to mention the the night vision goggles and and uh, the mask, you know, when you're when you're out in the rain or whatever, and clear or you get blood on your mask and wiping it off, and just their use of all those different tools for the yeah. game is 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 better than in, in any other game that I've played. Not to mention um, the, the overall graphics. Yeah, actually. the overall graphics are really good too. But their their use of lighting and that and the, the environment and stuff um, for the game is is second to none. I think. Uh, yeah. Once again, the you know the flashlight in the dark tunnels when you're by yourself, like really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my 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 suggestion for uh, for that Metro good, Last Light. I like for that, that pick. For, for the graphics people. Yeah. I lost my place. There we go. Okay. Corey, number one. Number one had to go with Portal Two. Uh, it combines the puzzle platformer genre that pretty much everybody who knows games is familiar with because we're talking all the way well not really puzzle but just the platformer going all the way back to the mario days on the nes and the snes uh, but it also takes the first person shooter genre and and puts a positive spin on it because it is a shooter without any killing which is something a lot of people i think would really get behind um, it's also the, the writing in it is extremely good the character of wheatley is is really well done it's very accessible for, for non-gamers, I, there's really, I don't want to say simple because I think that kind of shines a, a negative light on the game. But uh, it is it is kind of simple, but it's still a lot of fun. And, yeah. and the co-op elements, which Eric will talk about a little bit later. The controls are simple. The puzzles might not be simple always, <laughs> right. but the controls right. are well, pretty simple. Well, I mean, the thing about a puzzle is that everybody knows it's a puzzle and everybody knows how to interact with the puzzle. Right. You know, in, in terms of gameplay, um, it's, it is simple. So, Portal Two. Yeah, I can't wait to play Portal Two. I played the first Portal and absolutely loved it. So, and pretty much everyone seems to say Portal Two is better than Portal One. So, very excited. Yeah, I'm one of those people that likes Portal One more, only because I can acknowledge that Portal Two is probably the. How can I say this without contradicting myself? It's Portal Two is probably the better game, but in Portal One they spent more time on the actual puzzles in the, in the trial part of it and to me that was what i had more fun doing than okay. 
as good as the story and stuff in Portal 2 was and all the extracurricular stuff, like, I really enjoyed just going into a, I forget what they call them, test zone or whatever and, and doing those. Okay. But that's that's the only reason I liked the first one more. All right. Nice. I look forward to playing Portal 2. I really do. It's on my backlog. All right. Eric, number one. Um, I this is it's two games. It's it's more of a genre, I guess, but two games in particular. Um, I picked EverQuest and World of Warcraft uh-huh. because, I mean, they're some of the most popular games ever. Uh-huh. So there's got to be doing something right there. Right. So they, I figured that's a good example for people that aren't don't know why people like games. Hopefully, they would play them and start liking them. But right. the other reason that I thought of was because. People that play those games, you would assume for the most part, probably aren't the most popular people growing up. Right. At least in the, in the in crowd. Right. And I feel like it's a good place for people like that to escape to. Yeah. And make friends. You know w- what I mean? W- with people who are similar. Yeah. People that are similar to them and have similar interests. And I think mm-hmm. that that is another good thing about video games in general. Mm-hmm. It's, it's its own niche and... It's got its own following. It's a very loyal following, yeah. Especially in those games, yeah. I mean, if you're still playing Warcraft for crying out loud, it's right. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I just think that those games are good for that, and they provide some place for those kind of people to go uh-huh. and make friends. Okay, so I dig it. Good, yeah. good choice. Gotta love the MMORPGs. Sure, I love them. Love them. All right. Well, number one. My number one is the Mass Effect series. Um, like I talked about with Bioshock, the Mass Effect games are can be way more than just the shooting and the violence. Even in Mass Effect Three, um, you can play the game with uh, mainly just story and you know pass over a lot of the fighting. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, the game, you know, is about fighting, but it also is about so much more because you can make you know really close connections with some of the characters in the game um there's a morality system in it and there's all sorts of other stuff in there that makes the game more than just as i talked about with bioshock infinite and just senseless fighting yeah and i don't know okay very interesting compelling story and like i said you can make connections with characters and there's that you know there's so much to it Mm -hmm. in all three of the games okay um yeah i'll i'll continue on with that my my number one game in no particular order was was for people who are fans of a story you know the people who will read books for for a story or play you know someone like me who plays video games for a story but people who read books first to you know for a story i also picked the mass effect series of games uh the story arc over the course of three games uh with your loss and tough decisions that that would happen in, in any major story and actually i was reading up on roger eber and one of his his issues with video games as an art medium were um that well he 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 described i'm trying to figure out how i should say this he he talked about romeo and juliet and how in a video game you know romeo and juliet could have a happy ending but obviously mass effect uh no matter how well you played the game or how hard you played the game or how many times you played the game didn't necessarily have a happy ending you know uh so that just shoots down his point right there, you know, like you can, you know, yeah, yeah. Your path to the end can change a little bit and the ending changes a little bit, but there's still kind of one ending, um, to, to, to the mass effect series, you know, whether you like it or not. So, um, I think that that shoots down Roger Ebert's one of his main points about, about video games and and not being art, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, yeah sounds def- like a de- real dick. De- <laughs> definitely. No, not really. He just didn't. He didn't think video games were art. But he, I don't think he had a full understanding of right. That's why he now. shouldn't be commenting on it. Right. Exactly. I concur. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, Mass Effect definitely for the for the story lovers that would be the way to go. Uh, any honorable mentions? I didn't think. I of didn't any. think any either. Corey, do you have honorable mentions? The Witcher. The Witcher. Okay. What about The Witcher? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, I got one. All right, Flower. Flower. For those that like to, I ma- can't really hear you guys. Okay. Flower for those that like to bend the mind a little bit. Yeah, that was on a lot of the lists that I saw for yeah. for that was for artistic video games. Yeah. But. If you want to get a little boozed up or whatever the case may be, and... yeah, your your uh, Im- uh, mind impediment or of choice, I guess. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> your drug of choice, whether yeah. it be booze or like a super high amount of caffeine or yeah, anything, <laughs> anything else. Play okay. some flowers. I've got a few uh, honorable mentions. For my retro category, I picked Super Mario 3 and Legend of Zelda for people who want to play old games. Uh, for artistic games, I picked uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which I had never played, but everyone says is, is a very, very good-looking game even now. i to try that one. It's for PS2. That'll run on PS3, right? It's, they have it for PS3. Okay, yeah. Um, and then Wind Waker, also, for artistic games. I love the cell shaded graphics yep. so much. It's such a nice looking game. Uh, for setting, for honorable mentions, I put Bioshock, yeah. Met- the first Bioshock, you know, in Rapture, uh, Metro, and Fallout games. Uh, for graphics, I put Halo 4 and Borderlands 2, even though they're not photorealistic graphics, they are really, really good graphics, especially on PC. Um, huge upgrade for graphics for me for playing Borderlands 2 on PC. And then for story, I put Bioshock Infinite because of its good story. Um, and then To the Moon, I also put for the story. Yeah. Thing because not much in the way of gaming has made me openly weep. <laughs> and To the Moon does Achieved that. Achieved that. Yeah. Maybe I'll play that this weekend. A- achievement unlocked. Make Dan weep yeah, for the first time. This weekend time. would be a good time. A few no, hours not the to first myself. Time. Every time I watch The Lord of the Rings and at the end of Lord of the Rings, I think I think I've described this scene. Rudy for me. Rudy. Yeah. Okay. When besides Lord of the Rings, when's the last time you openly wept? Doctor Who and the season two. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I get emotional. Dan's I get, more sensitive than I thought. I get well, not not with fake things that I get invested in. That's true. I yes. like it. Not yeah. with real life things. No. No, in the same way. I'm Shit. I'm too macho in real life. Okay. Uh so that's it. Any any other quick comments before we take a break? Not for me. Right. Negative. Yeah, that'll do it for our main segment on uh, Ambassador Games, Top 5 Ambassador Games. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, the song you're going to be hearing during the break is the song Loving Gun by Nelson Villains on their album Our Evil Inside Joke. So we're going to be right back with our feedback and roundtable right after that.
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 97 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. I will start with our Twitter feedback. The first one, uh, we had posted Xbox One will be region locked. That was someone's nibble bit, right? Will's. Uh, Will's nibble bit. Uh, Banana Man 900 says, that's it. If they don't change the shit, I am switching to PlayStation. <laughs> now, Banana Man, I had read his his feed. Um very very defensive of the Xbox yes, at first. I saw that. Um, but maybe maybe he's starting to change his tune too. Um, he got angry because uh, he he was having a little banter with somebody else yes, on our wall, and, and we retweeted that. I person's... retweeted the other person's because it was, <laughs> yeah. and I tweeted him, and he was like, "Oh, sure, you retweet his." Right. I was like, "Hey, it was funny, man. Sorry." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, maybe Banana Man nine hundred starting to come around a little bit too. So yeah. Join us in the Wii U PS4 brigade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wii, Wii U, PS4. Uh, Wii U still is just going to be a backup system oh, uh, God, for absolutely. me. I hope that. My PC is my main thing. So. Wii U is my leading right now, then PS4. It's upsetting, at least. My glass was stuck to the table and something sticky. That's why I made a face. Can't imagine well. what. Spilled booze. No doubt. Sorry. Okay, the next fee- piece of feedback is from Ryan in Iowa. This is on Facebook. Who says, for Corey and Will, very simply, what do you think about the Rangers? Sweating or feeling good about all the noise the Rangers have been making? Getting rid of a winning coach, but Brad Richards wants to stay, and maybe Lundquist might try his luck in the open market. What do you fellas think? Game 7, playoff rivalry game tonight. Go Blackhawks. Uh, Rangers, I'll guys? I'll it to go Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. With Tortorella... Uh, I feel like he's a coach that can only stay in a city for like two, three years because his, you know, coaching style. He's very aggressive and yeah. hard on his players, and I feel like that only works for a certain amount of time. For, yeah. I, I, so unless he, you're winning, unless, right? Yeah, yeah. You think he lost the team this year? Like, kind of, kind of in the playoffs, he lost the team a little bit. I don't know. He did say that he can't motivate his, you know, star players anymore, and that's you know a bad sign. Yeah. So, do you think he would do better in a? on a team that didn't have any star players i still yes. think yeah yeah like 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 phoenix maybe like yeah, a team yeah. like that hey he'd probably thrive okay i still think it'd be yeah. hilarious if he coached vancouver look at the ranger team he came on to yeah i mean the, they had lundquist there's a lot of superstars on the rangers yeah well Na- no 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 or when he came originally oh it was just lundquist right okay i see what I you're saying think, i don't think the, who else did they have did, how I long did they had gabrick yet how long ago did, they, did he start seven years was it that long ago? That's what I just no. read it. Right so after like, the seven, oh, seven reasons. My apologies. Seven say, reasons he was fired. I was gonna say, what? Yeah. Then I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It was like five years, four or five years ago. All right. He's been there four seasons, four full seasons. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like. No, 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 I, like I, I, I don't care that he's gone. Um, I think the team that they have now is better off without him. I think. I also think he's responsible for making great players out of Carl Hagelin and Derek Steppen, um, probably even Ryan McDonough, who might not have been great players. Um, 
But, you know, you got your Brad Richards, who is hot garbage this year. Uh, and I, he's not getting any better under Tortorella, um, who says that he loves the guy, and I'm sure he does, but uh, I don't know. Originally, I thought they'd buy out Brad Richards. I don't know if they're still going to do that. They might think, like, well, we got rid of Tortorella. Maybe under a new coach, Brad Richards will thrive. We'll see. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't I don't think Lundquist is going to try his luck on the open market. I think he wants to stay a Ranger, but he's also a smart dude. He knows he can get pretty much whatever he wants from the Rangers. Yeah. Um, so he needs to at least make it seem like, you know, he's not going to sign for $6 million a year because the guy could probably get nine million a year right yeah how's their minors for goalies do you know that important to them nobody that i know is making a splash in the minors i mean lundquist is only 31 they got uh, at least you know four more good years out of them and then who knows so okay i they'll do whatever it takes to lock him up and i think he knows that and i think they should yeah absolutely because i think i think without without lundquist the rangers Probably don't make the playoffs. Definitely don't make it past the first round. Nope. And definitely don't make uh, even win a game in the second round. So just a quick thought. I'm on NHL.com right now, and they have seven candidates for to take over. Oh, boy. Here we go. For, first one, Lindy Ruff. Thoughts? That's what I said as soon as Lindy Ruff was let go in Buffalo. I said well, he's coming to the Rangers. He's the same kind of coach as Tortorella. I didn't think he was hard on his players. Maybe like not quite as hard, but he is. I thought that was one player, of their biggest players, complaints. Players love Lindy Ruff. Not all of them. That's why Derek Roy got shipped out. A really? lot of them thought that he was too tough on them. Well, you know how they are up in Buffalo. Same way they are in New York, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> okay. Who? Who? Any, uh, any others I, on there? I don't. I'm Vigneault. Vigneault. Yeah, the one Corey just said. Who was it? Vancouver, Elaine. Oh, Vigneault. Elaine Vigneault. Dave Tippett. Okay. Dave Tippett. I Dave Tippett's a good coach. Tippett. Yeah. Mark Crawford. Yeah. He was the Kings coach for a while. Dallas Eakins. I don't know who that is. He was a player. I don't. I don't know who he coached last. He was a really Never good AHL him. coach. Really yeah. good AHL. Okay. Um, Paul Maurice. Okay, he's been around. And Guy Boucher. Yeah, he Guy. was the coach. He was the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. Nice. I like Guy Boucher. Oh yeah. Is he the one that had the scar? Yes. Oh, yeah. I like him too. Yeah. I hope he. I hope he goes to the Rangers. That'd be awesome. shit. What a good hockey name yeah, too. Wow. Absolutely. And he's used to coaching superstars. I mean, in the yeah. Tampa Bay organization, he just got fired at the beginning of this year. I think. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, they're so, going bad. Yeah. One-one. Uh, um, by the way, Chicago and Detroit. Five minutes left. Uh, ooh. That I would love to be watching that yeah. game right now. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get in these. Today was slow at work, so I start just getting. I got start going down the hockey rabbit hole. Uh huh. And I just today I was looking at uh, stats, and I was looking at all-time scoring leaders. Um, but instead of looking at all-time points leaders, I looked at all-time point per game leaders, which is a very different list. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a more telling stat, right? Points per game. I think so. Points. Yeah, because Gordy Howe didn't have that many points per game. He just played for a, a million years. <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. Here. Okay. Here's a here's a trivia question for you guys. So only two. Uh, all-time NHL defenseman who scored 500, 500 or more points is is the qualify for this list. Only two NHL defensemen who scored 500 or more points is above the point-per-game ratio. Does anybody know who they are? Bobby Orr. Yeah, Bobby Orr. Mm. Bobby Orr is one of them, yes. Bobby Orr. Ray Bork. Nick it Lidstrom. Is, 
It is not Ray Bork. Paul Coffey. It is Paul Coffey. Yeah. Hey, let, me, nice. let me tell you this. Lidstrom was way down at .730 behind a lot of players. Wow. Um, he was behind even, like, Michael Nylander and Owen Nolan. Huh. Owen Nolan. So, oh, no, yeah, right. Lidstrom just had a long career as well. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, don't get me wrong, he was a good offensive defenseman, but yeah, yeah he was at .730 per game. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Anyone, can anyone name the five defensemen that had over 100 points in a season? Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. <laughs> Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey. <laughs> Brian Leach. Brian Leach. Ray yeah, Bork. I, see, I get one of them, I think. My hockey knowledge is not as vast as yours. Isn't there like an obscure one in there too? The the defenseman for the Islanders. Tony Ludman. Oh. Mark Streit? No. Potman. Hey, Denny Potman. Yeah, Denny Tony Ludman. When I heard Tony, Tony Ludman. <laughs> and the other one the other one I actually don't know. It might be Ray Bork. It might be uh um You're counting Brian Leach, right? Shit, yeah, Tony Brian Leach. <laughs> it might be Ray Bork. It might be like Phil Housley or someone like that. Well, it's Hank Talinder. But yeah, Talinder. I was thought that was interesting. Being a fan, my, my my favorite type of hockey player is an offensive defenseman. Yeah, so. it's, same here, it's, Dan. It's six, Dan. Oh, is it six? I thought it was five. Oh, no, I'm sorry, five. Yeah, you're right. It's Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey, Al McInnes. Al McInnes. Uh, Ryan Leach and Potvin. Okay. Al McInnes is the other one. All right. I like it. That was just some fun hockey yeah, talk. Yeah, it was. Uh, question for you folks on Word. hockey. Who are we rooting for in the East? You have to pick. Boston. Boston. I cannot root for Pittsburgh. Boston at least has a couple players that I like. I don't know if I can root for Boston. Can you honestly root for Pittsburgh? I couldn't root for either of them. If I had to pick, though, can I pick Boston as my least favorite team? Yeah, you could. No, they are my least favorite team, but I can't. can't. Oh, pick them over Pittsburgh. I hate Chara so much. Yeah, And Lucic. You ran my goalie. Right. No, I don't blame you for hating them. The, but the Penguins are my second least favorite. <laughs> so you're rooting for the Penguins is what you're trying to tell us. I, I guess it's I fine. am, but it's I hate fine. it. I don't want to admit that, and I'm rooting for injuries more than anything. <laughs> it's like Career when the Jets injuries. and the Patriots play each other. I root for injuries. Right. The only player on the Penguins that I like is Vokun. Who That's do you it. like on Boston? I like uh, Patrice Bergeron. Crichton. Yeah. I, a I don't really care much for crazy. It's hard not to like Krug. Really? Yeah. Um, Tory Krug. I don't mind like I don't, I don't mind like Seddenberg. He's okay. Seddenberg, I hate. Um, I don't like uh, Marchand at all. I hate. No, him. he's a piece of shit. I used to not mind Horton, but I kind of Horton's didn't, a douche. I didn't li- really like him this he's a free season agent. very much. I wouldn't mind seeing him in the Savers colors. There you go. <laughs> it's possible. He's Fits one. Of, their new mold. He's one of those tough players yeah. that's hard to play against. Throw him on the line with uh, Ott. Yeah, Chris Kelly. Who was a former BSN? I is like. He still there? Yeah, that pisses me off. Tuukka Rask, I have an affinity for because I took him in our fantasy hockey league one year, uh-huh. and I've always thought he was going to be really good. and yeah. he is really good. Yeah, but I hate the rest of that team so much. Right. I guess I'll root for Pittsburgh, but I'm not rooting for either of them. Right. <laughs> I want Chicago or LA to win. Okay. Yeah. I guess if I had to pick, I'd pick Chicago only because yeah. LA won last year. Right. And yeah. I like Patrick Kane. Yeah. Blackhawks have a lot of players they like. Yeah. So do the Kings, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Either so, way, you can't go wrong. I'm, there. I'm, yeah, the, the Kings have that cancer on their team. Which uh, one? Which one? Mike Richards, Jeff uh, uh, Carter. Boy, you got yeah. that right, Corey. Yeah. Mike That's Richards is a complete douche. Okay. 
So so pretty much we're rooting for whoever comes out of the West. Oh, yeah, I think that's pretty unanimous yeah. around here, yeah. <laughs> around these parts. Yeah, so. What about favorite Bruins, Mark Savard? Is he? He's still not playing. He's not retired. He's still, I think he's still on the team. He's okay. still concussed. Still concussed. Yeah. He might, he'll probably never play again, but I like him. Yeah, I never minded Mark Savard. Was he a Ranger? Yeah. Briefly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I always liked him too. He was drafted by the Rangers. Okay. Maybe he never played for them. I feel like he did. Oh yeah, twenty eight games in his rookie season. For the Rangers. Mark Savard. Nice. I'm just looking for our other piece of feedback real quick. Eric didn't get it? No, he did. It's just uh Who's that other guy, the other rookie defenseman that's on Boston? Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, the redheaded one. Oh, man. Uh, Mark, Mike, Mike Barton. Really, yeah, I don't care for Dougie Hamilton. No, how could you? You've seen him. <laughs> Dougie. Anybody <laughs> Dougie. Dougie. There's a little Dougie out there again. It's funny because uh, on the Greg, Greg, Greg Proops oh, podcast, he, he talks shit about Boston a lot. Good. And he says Boston's filled with guys named, named Kevin and Doug. <laughs> that's the only ca- and they're fat guys in socks jerseys yep, yep they are socks <laughs> kevin and uh, kevin and doug dougie hamilton there you go man. dougie hamilton's a douche Just add him onto the lineage of douchery coming out of boston <laughs> okay uh anything else hockey we want to talk about i don't think so okay oh so who is the player i saw today who has more american born player who has more points than mike madonna Mike Bossy. No, no, not Mike Bossy. Uh, is he it was a Canuck, wasn't he? Is Bossy it, was is an it, Islander. Is it Phil Housley? <laughs> no. That wasn't the question. Is it a new player that just, <laughs> no. just surpassed? No. Yes, he, he was, was uh, like a 90s dude. Or eight. I can't think of his name. But anyway, I was, I was surprised. I, I, I thought <laughs> okay, I Mike Madonna was the stuff. leading American scorer. Yeah, yeah Mikey Mo. Look, look <laughs> it up. I'd be interested to know. Is it Jeremy Roenick? No. <laughs> I hate Roenick. Mike Milbury. No. no. <laughs> Mike Milbury was like he was like a fighter, wasn't he? Yeah. Brett hey, Hall. Pick. Brett Hall. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he was an American player. Neither. I could see that. I, I guess I didn't. Bobby Hall was was a Canadian player, probably. I think right. So Brett Hall was an American. Brett Hall. Yeah. Impressive 1,391 points. That's it. Dang, what's that come out to point per game-wise, you know? Uh, well, it was 1,269 total games played, so it was above wow. point per game. That's great. That's really impressive to me. That is impressive. Per game That's very impressive. Career. How many points per game did Gretzky have? Uh, Seven. One point. It was high, like 1.8 or something. Was he the highest ever? Yeah. I wonder what a guy like Thomas Vanek is at. As a supposed superstar. Right. They're nothing compared to the players of the, like, uh, 80s and er- early is, 90s. He goes on hot streaks and he disappears yeah. for a month. Gretz- I'm sorry. Wayne Gretzky was 1.921. Oh, my shit. God. That's Followed, insane. That'll Followed not... closely by, surprisingly, Mario Lemieux at 1.883. That's not surprising to yeah. me. No. He was dominant in his day. That was back in the, Who's back third? In the day. Mike Bossy. Ah, Mike Bossy. 497, and he, he's a Canuck. Yeah. yeah. Long the time. first American, the, the the American with the best point per game. 
Eric. Oh. Lindy Ruff. Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Montaigne. Pat. Oh, oh, from the French Connection. Corey, you know my hockey background is not nearly as vast as your guys, but I do like hearing that. I like yeah. Pat LaFontaine. He was, a, he was a fun player to watch. One of Ricky Jay's most famous calls. Yeah. The most annoying, I'm sure, to everybody that's not me. <laughs> okay. Pretty Just annoying. Just because it's relevant, Sidney Crosby is currently fourth on the point oh, per game. God, that makes me want to vomit. That's kind of surprising, though, because really, like modern day players aren't even close to, for the most part, you know, players back in the day. I think we're headed to free hockey here. Free hockey. Oh, overtime. Oh, overtime really? challenge. <gasps> yes! Do it. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna read this. <laughs> <Everybody's> like, oh, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna read the oh, uh, podcasting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait because they do a full. I'll wait till the break because they do a full uh, overtime or full. I already got periods. my players in mind. But Jagras said if it went to overtime, there'd be seven winners. So. Oh, perfect. Uh, okay, so the next piece of feedback is from Idaho Jake, who says, I have a lot to talk about, so this might be long. I traded in some games to get Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. It's the full version of Dragon's Dogma with new areas, equipment, game modes, and more. I also got FIFA Street, and I recommend that Eric try it. I know Xbox has the demo. Just make sure it has Messi on the cover. Uh, the game is soccer meets hockey. You play soccer in what reminds me of a hockey rink and hockey-sized goals. In this game, it's all about the tricks and faking players out. Like, I had my player juggling the ball with his knees, and right when someone charged me, I popped it over his head and ran behind him and scored. Another goal I got was down the side of the wall, hit my X button to cross it. My player kicked it at the wall uh, behind the behind the goalie just as another one of my players chested in the rebound and kicked it in for the goal. Now to what... to. to now on to what fun I did this weekend. I took my family to Boise, Idaho to go to the zoo. Uh, that was pretty fun, but after that we went to Dave & Buster's. If you don't know what that is, it's Chuck E. Cheese for adults. The place is awesome. Half the place is a restaurant, and the other half has tons of games and a bar in the middle. I had a four-player air hockey, four-player four Pac-Man, Battle Royale, and a lot more sweet games to play. I hi- highly recommend the pl- this place. Uh, that's all for now. So that's Idaho Jake. Uh, Eric, you have some experience with FIFA Street, right? I do, yes. I played FIFA Street. It's a cool game. I would never spend $60 for a street game. Right. If I could find that game for 20 mm-hmm. I might buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love the regular FIFA so much, I don't really have any need for it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing about regular FIFA that would sway me from purchasing FIFA Street is that regular FIFA 13 already has a great length of game. Uh-huh. So it's not like I'm looking for something just quick I can get into because it's already like it's that. It's just right. Yeah. And it's more realistic. If you're looking for something more arcadey, then FIFA Street's a good option for you because it yeah. is a cool game. I have yeah. played it. I played the NFL Streets, mm-hmm. and like you, I you know I liked it. It was a lot of fun, um, but not worth a, the full price. Uh, full full price, you know, like six, I think I had. Pay, I think at the time I got it for my PlayStation, it was fifty bucks, uh, which I thought was a little expensive, but. You know, He's right. They're they're absolutely fun games to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time playing. I think it was the first NFL Street, if I remember correctly. I don't know if they have them still. We played a bejesus ton of uh, NFL Street at your house yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jer- um, I remember Jeremy Shockey on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. Who to knows play. who was on the Bills then? <laughs> right. Well, let's see. That was probably it was Blood in the so? early two thousands. It would have been two thousand three, maybe, that I had it. Oh, you know, I had it for my Xbox. For, my, for, for the, X, the first Xbox. The actual Xbox One. 
Um, so yeah. Nice. So yeah, that's a fun game. Uh, Dave and Buster's. Never been. I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. I was going to go one time. I think I was in New York City and it was super packed. So I was like, ah, screw it. But yeah. I'll go at some point. They don't have one here where we are. No. Scranton? Let me look. Syracuse, maybe? Maybe Syracuse. Because, um, you know, those two cities aren't very far away. I, 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 I bet you Buffalo might, too. I ha- I really have wanted to go. Um, I would love to get loaded and, and just play Isn't arcade games. Is that one games. in, like, Syracuse or something like that? That's what I'm looking. That's what we're looking up. I see we all got our overtime winner picks in. We sure do. I'm going to do mine during the break. How is it in between periods now? Yeah. I went with, uh, just for the record, Abdul Kader and Kane. Okay. That's you can taste. New York has one Farmingdale, Williamsville, Westbury, West Nyack, New York Williamsville City. Williamsville is Buffalo. Oh, is that Buffalo? Yeah. And Is- Islandia? Islandia? I don't know. Oh, hell? Iceland. Iceland. <laughs> Iceland, New York. Yes. So. Okay. Oh, it is in Buffalo, right on Transit Road. Yeah. So there's not uh, there's so there's a few around here. Maybe I'll try and get to uh, Dave and Buster's before Bill's game. There you go. This year. All right. Give my thoughts. Um, I'm going with Hosa and Ooh. who's the Red Wings defenseman? Uh, Jonathan Erickson. I can't Ooh. pick anybody with the name Marion. Marion. He just doesn't have the sack for me to score the, <laughs> o- to score the OT winner. Not even as a foreigner? No. Okay. No, especially not as a foreigner. Okay. okay. So thanks for that, Idaho Jake. We're going to try and get to Dave and Buster's. I, like I said, I've really wanted to go. I'm glad you got uh, Dragon's Dogma, too. I love Dragon's Dogma. That's one I want to add to my backlog. I keep hoping they come out with it on PC. Or maybe Dragon's Dogma, too, they come out on PC. So I can play it again. This is a sweet game. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for feedback, right? Uh, yeah. Did you get the? Thanks, everybody. Yeah, that is it for feedback. Much appreciated. Let's get into our uh, roundtable discussions. I'll go. Okay, go ahead. Just kidding. I don't have them. Oh, all right, <laughs> Eric. What's your roundtable? Uh, I just wanted to. I don't remember us talking about this. We may have. Forgive me if we did. But I just want to talk about get your guys' thoughts on the impact of this used game thing that it will have on Redbox and Gamefly. As oh, companies. yeah. I think I saw an article about that posted somewhere. Because, like, for instance, I played this week Resident Evil Revelations and Metro Last Light. Mm-hmm. Metro's one that I may have bought at some point, but I would have never purchased Resident Evil Revelations, and I'll probably play uh, Red Dead Redemption right, through, in, through, through that. the Redbox. And yeah. I played Ghost Recon, Future Soldier, I've played a bunch of games. Dead Riptide. Riptide, yeah, stuff I would have never played. And it just sucks that I won't be able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I just, it sucks that companies are going to suffer just because of that. Yeah, unless they have, like, a really good demo, which a lot of games don't have demos anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. demos are not as popular as they used to be. And they're not... Very good, either. Right. Yeah, then a lot of them aren't representative of what the actual game is like. Um, you know, I think people are. I hope people are just kind of like not going to buy as much stuff. You know, yeah. Um, not be less likely to take a chance on a game. You know, because there's a few games that I would want. I wanted to try the demo. I'll actually talk about one uh, during what I played this week. You know, that I would ne- probably never have bought without having played it. Mm-hmm. So, 
without having played it first. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, yeah, I, it's it's got to affect them in some way. Oh, I I think for a little while they will be able to keep the PS3, Xbox 360 stuff going, but that's only going to last for so long. Yeah, and then. You know, at least uh, GameFly has gotten a little bit into the digital distribution. Like, they have a lot of good sales for PC games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Redbox but, sells their movies, which is probably their main moneymaker right. anyway. But it right. just sucks as a gamer that I won't be able to do what I just did yeah. these last three days. Nah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Especially for, like, our show. Because yeah. we don't have unlimited money. Right. You know what I mean? All, pretty much all the games we, <laughs> we, we talk about, we either bought. Got from the red box, or uh-huh. someone let us borrow. Them, right, luckily. it's so. not. Yeah, we can't just go out and buy, you know, whatever we want. We're consumers, and that's mm-hmm. what we always said. Mm-hmm. So it's, it just sucks that I won't be able to do that, whether I have a PS4 or Xbox One, most likely. Right. So. Right. I just got thinking about that today while I was playing yeah. my red box games. It made me depressed. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Corey, thoughts? I had an immediate thought, and that was that Gamefly has seen this coming for a while, and they're trying to adapt. Um, they have Instant Play, the uh, streaming. They have an OnLive-like service, which is a solution. I know Redbox has been wanting to get into that, too. They have their streaming um, for movies now online, and I know they've been thinking about games for a while. Uh, because that kind of, what's the word, circumvents the licensing of all this stuff because really that's the issue you, you, once you buy a game like you won't be able to sell it on your own it has to go through whatever drm issues they have um microsoft has that azure or whatever but yeah if, if you're renting a game or for that matter buying a game or no renting it's the game is owned by one individual and it never changes hands like when you rent on on live it's owned by on live and you're just renting the use of it you see what i'm saying rather yeah. than it actually changing hands yeah so if if i mean if gamefly if that service takes off like that you'll still be able to rent your games through gamefly but they'll be streamed to you um of course i can't see publishers being very happy about that there's a whole bunch of legal stuff involved uh, for just for an example like here in new york there's there's this company that has a bunch of antennas set up for tv um and what it does is it picks up over the airwaves for a lot of channels and what you can do is you can rent one of those quote unquote rent one of those antennas and have those channels streamed to your TV rather than paying for cable and they're doing that legally um, whatever court the the New York State Supreme Court or whatever it's called uh-huh. actually ruled that that was legal um, so something similar could be done in the in the in the United States with with games okay um, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm sure services will try to find ways to circumvent this. But like you said, you can't just you won't just be able to go to a red box and pick up a game anymore, which sucks. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay. But I mean, if if they find a way to get their apps on the new Xbox and the PlayStation, I mean, I would I would have a red box app and you could rent whatever game for a weekend. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Just stream to you. Because then you wouldn't have to worry about returning it too, which is a pain yeah. in the ass. It is, and it's two <laughs> bucks a night, and you don't think about that. Five days later, you're like, well, fuck, there's 20 bucks for those two games I just rented. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, is this a real quick funny thing Will and I just saw on Twitter? Uh-huh. You know Amanda Bynes? Yeah. She's a hot mess. Yeah. She just wrote on her Twitter, I'm not crazy. Paul Bizanet <laughs> sent her a tweet, said, who do you have for the overtime winner in the Hawks-Wings game? <laughs> 
I just picture Paul Bissonette sitting around and getting drunk and just hanging out on Twitter every night. <laughs> Look at how great his Twitter picture is. That's fantastic. It's just him sitting on a bench with his legs crossed, <laughs> looking just as feminine as he possibly can. <laughs> with his big, wide, broken nose. It's been uh, broken God knows how many times. Man, that's funny. Did you guys see that Amanda Bynes threw her bong out the window? That was fake. Oh, that wasn't true? No, they it was uh something got messed up with that and she's actually suing the cops. Oh. I thought I saw a picture of her in court and she looked she looked like a hot mess. Oh dude, she is a hot mess. Regardless. Uh-huh. That sucks. I always liked her. Well, I like her even more now. Let's yeah. be honest. She's, she's out there now. living it, man. You gotta have a hot mess occasionally, you know. Sure. Keeps you grounded. It's like uh it's like the Michael Phelps thing. Yeah. Or whatever. He wants to enjoy. Well, I think we talked about it. It's not yeah. like pot is helping him. No, pot's just, doing nothing but hindering him. Right, exactly. It's not helping him swim faster. Yeah. If he wants to go out in nature and pick a plant and smoke it, more power to him. Right, more power to him. Yeah, I agree. I want to watch this game so bad right now, and it makes me furious that I can't through my game center that I, I know. did for. I know. Isn't that ridiculous? The the blackout furious. restrictions are crazy. It's it's not worth it. I'll never buy it again with those yeah. blackout restrictions. I every time I want to turn a game on, it's like, oh, well, you can't watch this one. Yeah. Then I'm stuck watching fucking, I don't know, Florida don't Panthers games. That. Yeah. It's all like Florida Panthers and Edmonton Oilers, two teams I could give less of a shit about. And they yeah. wonder why people look at watch illegal streams. Yeah. If the issue is, well, you know, we want people to watch it on NBC to see the advertisements. Why don't they just stream the fucking advertisements? Yeah. Well, and the whole thing, the whole thing too, is they're not helping the popularity of the sport by making everything blocked out, blacked out. You know, some of us don't have cable and that's why we subscribe to the, these things. You know, I'm a, I'm a game center subscriber too. Is this Um, game on NBC? mm Mm-hmm. It's on NBC NBC sports. Oh, okay. Cause when it's on NBC, you can go to, uh, NBC.com and just watch the game. Yeah. Or oh, really? I didn't like, know that. I have basic cable, so I can just watch it on NBC, you know. Yeah. Um, which is nice on the weekends because that's when they play the play the games, but whatever. All right. Uh, my round table. Actually, I, I kind of want to make start making a hangover of this, like, towards the end of the month. I want to talk about our, our both the games we're going to buy the upcoming month and kind of, like, games we're going to play that we may have in our backlog that we want to get to. Um for for the upcoming month, uh, just just to give listeners an idea of where where we're at, what type what type of games we're going to buy, uh, which games we're each going to buy and pl- and play, you know, during the upcoming month. So obviously the upcoming month is June. There's there's quite a few games coming out, but uh, the ones I'm definitely buying are Remember Me, which is coming out early in the month. The fourth. Uh, yep. Uh, which is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadowrun Returns. I'm going to get, and then uh, Company of Heroes towards the end of the month. That's um, PC only? Or yes. No? Okay. Yeah. Um, so those are the games I'm going to buy. The only game I'm going to play, because that, that's three games. That's kind of a lot of games. Um, the only other game for my backlog I'm going to play is going to be the first Company Heroes, because I want to get the you know get the feel for the game and stuff. So I'll probably start that. Eh, probably not middle of the month, but you know. Earlier in the month, I'll start company here, the first company heroes, and play through that. So, so that's what I'm going to be getting in June and, and playing in June. Will, what are you what are you getting? Um, I'm also getting Remember Me and Company of Heroes too. Um, I don't know what else I'll get. I usually don't really know what I'm going to get per month, and then I see something that looks cool and I end up buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, I went over my 30 games, my backlog, and I'm not really sure what I'm going to start with yet. Right. Um, right, right now, I'm doing the Deus Ex Missing Link DLC because I just uh, played Deus Ex Human Revolution on the PC. It's hard to choose a lot of times what you want to play out of your backlog. Yeah. Yes, it is. Because I don't know if I want to, like, start getting into the bigger games or, you know, keep going with a, you know, a smaller game. Like, I want to play Dust uh, and Elysian Tale because that was on sale on Steam. Mm-hmm. But I also is that the one where you manipulate the land? No, that's from Dust. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is uh, an RPG. Oh, I thought that was Dust 514. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> dust There is a lot games. of dust. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, like, or if I want to do, like, The Witcher or Dragon Age. I might do The Witcher closer to The Witcher 3. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not really sure what I'm going to be playing after the Deus Ex Missing Week DLC. Okay. Well, you didn't remember me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you'd probably be playing that. Oh, yeah. Tuesday. That's kind of, wow. I've been looking forward to that game for a while, too. Yeah. Eric, what do you got going? Um, I'm getting Remember Me also. Huh? And then probably the game I'm second most excited for this year, uh, The Last of Us, comes out on the 14th. Yeah. So those are going to be my two purchases this month. Really excited for The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly just found out about Remember Me a couple weeks ago. So I don't... It looks cool. Yeah, it does look cool. I'm hoping it's like a Tomb Raider thing where I like it, it, it way more than I thought I was right. going to. It looks like a futuristic Tomb Raider. Yeah, That's yeah, what I thought does. when I watched yeah. it. Same here. I thought, wow, it's kind of like Tomb Raider. It's kind of like Tomb Raider and Batman. Yeah, Can't go wrong there. There seems to be like a lot of hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is the main character gets her memory taken away. Yeah. And she has Futuristically, to the government can wipe your memory. Oh, we're and, not far from that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's the government. Topical. Some, something like that. Yeah, and it is. She's trying to figure out why. Uh-huh. So. Kind of sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks pretty sweet. Um, another game I kind of have a little interest in, I'm probably not going to get it, was Fuse. Oh, Just okay. came out. Oh, yeah. That's one of those ones where, like, I'll be looking at games and be like, oh, maybe that's something I should get. But since I already have two games coming out, I'm not going to. Right. Um, if it comes to Redbox, you might rent it. Yeah, if it comes to Redbox, I'll rent it. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's... Probably what I'll be playing FIFA. Obviously, um, that's what I'll be playing. Okay. I'm. I want to go back and beat Bioshock so badly, but I'm so fucking like distraught at my current status in that game, where I have nothing. Oh. And I. Yeah. I'm trying to turn into a big daddy. Turn, turn the difficulty down. Well, I just don't have anything. Yeah, you would need less ammo. And yeah, but I need kill. some to begin with. Use your wrench. I didn't put any power-ups into that dude. I, I didn't either. <laughs> I know where you're coming from. Yeah. So I'm just, like, intimidated completely by it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I just don't even want to get... You got to finish strong, man. God, I've already failed at that. I don't know. I do want to beat it really badly because I know I'm close. Yeah. I, you know, put all that time into it, so... Uh-huh. I may go to that at some point this month. Probably not. I would lower the difficulty all the way. See, so I never think about that, stuff that like would, that. I, I didn't either, actually, when I was having trouble with Metro. Corey's like, why don't you lower the difficulty? Mm-hmm. I'm like, duh. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> duh. Right it still you. took me a while to get past this point I was stuck on. Did but it? Yeah, but it helped, definitely. Okay. Corey, what about you? What do you got coming in June? Uh, I'll probably play Company of Heroes, mm-hmm. depending on what the good word is on it okay uh that'll be it though in terms of purchases All right. probably uh but i've got some stuff I, got. I just got the gods and kings expansion i'm sure will and i'll want to play another round of civ at some point oh yeah um 
And I've still got I still got the games from the Double Fine indie bundle I want to play through. I want to play Psychonauts and uh, Stacking, which mm-hmm. I didn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the ones I got today. Yeah, um, the Humble Indie Bundle. Yeah. Eight. What the heck was it? Oh, Awesome Knots. Uh-huh. And, uh... Looks like a mess. Oh, Hotline Miami. Oh, yeah, that's one I really, really want to play. Yeah, yeah, so I got those that I definitely want to play. So so pretty much... Oh, and Path of Exile. We're doing an episode on that coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that a PC game? Yeah, you can yeah. run it. I can what? You can run it, too. Oh, okay. it's free. It's free. You play. Oh, sweet. Yeah, at least download it and try it. When does it. that come out? It's already out. It's oh. in open beta, but it's pretty much out. Cool. So... That's not next week, right? That's the week after. I don't remember. Have or you guys played it? Is the week after E? Th- that'll be E three, right? E three is June eleventh. Yeah, that'll be the week after this week. Have you guys played it yet? I have. I haven't. Oh, okay. All right. Is it on Steam? Is that where I find it? No, no, it's just, not. I on think Steam. just go to their webpage. Just right. Google Path of Exile. Roger. It's like a Diablo game. Okay. Torchlight. All right. Torchlight. I don't know if you played it. No, I didn't. Didn't get a chance. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with what we played. Uh, the song you're going to be hearing during the break is the song When the New Year Comes by uh, Nelson Villains. It's their new single, actually. Uh, I guess it, ju- it just came out. So you can find more about about them on their on their Bandcamp page, maybe on our uh, our our um Show notes. We'll have a, a link to their Bandcamp page where you can find out more about them and their music. Uh, but yeah, the song is is "When the New Year Comes" by the Nelson Villains. We'll be back with our uh, what we played this week right after this. Well, I lost my life in the tidal night with a spit crack grin full of porcelain, and I know I threw up on the side of my house. Red wine rot just got me that time Yeah, I am the deer and you are the car And I'm dancing in fear at all these dying stars Ghosts are holding my walls, the lights are staying on And I'll leave my world to fight and all these three-year-old scars And we're going out on the Welcome back, everybody. Episode 97 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now on what we played this week segment. Uh, we let Corey go because he didn't really play anything new other than what Will's going to be talking about, uh, uh, Civ 5. So, uh, Will, why don't you get us started with Civ 5? Um, so, it was, I'm pretty, I don't remember what day it was. I think it was Sunday or Monday. I don't know. I just know I was playing a computer game simultaneously while you guys were playing, playing. Civ. And I was playing Civ, and... I just was not getting it, and I was. I texted you and Corey Ooh. saying, "Am I?" Just, it was Sunday. It was Sunday morning. I yeah. Think. Am I just stupid, or do is Civ actually kind of a pain to learn? And you both kind of gave the same answer, but Corey ended up saying, um, "Do you want me to play a game with you?" 
And I was like, yeah, sure. I didn't realize, like, as in-depth of a game it would be. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get on and play it. And we started at around 12, and we got on Skype and booted up Civilization and picked our civs. He was the Aztecs, and I was Russia. So we get into a game. Corey thought he set computers, but he didn't. So it was just me and him. <laughs> That's you know, a good way to learn, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was a good way to learn. And uh, basically we played, and I checked the Skype call. It was probably an eight-and-a-half to nine-hour Skype call. Wow. Of, we played Civ all day until we ended up getting to the year 2050 uh-huh. AD, which is the last year that you can play. Really? And somehow I beat Corey. Nice work. I mean, I don't know. I was, I'm was i terrible at Civ. I don't understand how I won. But... Um, I was trying to do uh, the launches of something into space, the space yeah. program. Yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was going for. Um, but I didn't get that far. And since I was ahead in points by the year 2050, I ended up winning. I don't know if that's just the year it stops, or if Corey set it to that being the last year. I don't. Really... You could keep playing after, yeah. but that's when the game like ends. Ends. Yeah. But you can keep. You can keep. I going. could keep playing. Corey got kicked out. Oh. I could have kept going. Maybe because he didn't win. Yeah, must be. And he's like, "Yeah, you you won the game for having the highest." point total or whatever and you can keep playing mm. but uh i think i finally get civ a little bit i'm not good by any means Corey did not play very well he kept saying um right. i kept trying to launch nukes but i my radius wasn't far enough because i wanted to bomb some of the city states that were by me that i was uh-huh. enemies with but i couldn't get them to reach far enough uh-huh. um but i don't know it's a pretty awesome game um, yeah it's one that i wish i could play yeah well, once you get your new computer, yeah, you'll be able to that's play. That's a ways down the road. Because yeah. that would explode your computer. That would explode my laptop. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's not. It's not. It's it's very. Even though like graphically, it's not great. It's it. It's really taxing on system resources. Yeah. So even my old video card on my desktop would get really hot when I played it, and sometimes crash because it overheated. Mm-hmm. So. Um, a couple things that I noticed. Um or things that I thought were hard, was the managing what was inside your city limits. Like, uh-huh. my capital was Moscow, and I did not understand, like, building farms and stuff like that. In yeah, Post, but that's building something... land improvements. Yeah, that's something I really, I didn't uh, really understand that well. But, uh, you know, playing that eight-hour game with Corey actually really helped. I ended up figuring out some stuff, and uh, he didn't try to attack me either. We just kind of were building for the sake of building, too, is another thing. Um yeah, it's. I love Civ Five. It was so much fun to play. And yeah. um, sorry to Chase, by the way, because he wanted to play, but me and Corey were engulfed into the game. Yeah, balls deep, as it were. We were, and we'll we'll play a game um, with you, you and Chase in a game too. Yeah. Um, sometime soon. Okay, that works. So for me. yeah, because I I kind of felt bad because I was we were me and Corey were. Yeah. Thick of it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And we, we, uh, we thought we were only gonna play for only a couple hours, and then nine o'clock rolls around. A works day later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My parents were outside building a deck, and I was inside building a civilization. Playing, playing computer. <laughs> building a deck. Yeah. Outside the sun porch. Oh, oh you'll see yeah, it. You know those the stairs that were there. Yeah. Very nice now. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's what they were doing, and I was building a civilization with Corey. Uh-huh. And at one point, my dad came up to uh, the room and saw I was talking to Corey, and just said "nerds" <laughs> <laughs> and, and left the room. Yeah, that's a it's a very nerdy game. Oh yeah, yeah, it's extremely Civ, definitely. 
but but great. Yeah, I really it, do like it. I'll have to get the expansion for it. Yeah, God, both of them. Gods and Kings, and I don't know Brave New World. World when that comes out. Oh, it's not out yet. Not out yet. Um, okay. should be soon ish. I've yeah. been reading things about it. But, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Gods and Kings is pretty sweet. I didn't know it added civilizations. I found that out because I was playing as Sweden in the single player game, and I went to play with Corey, and Sweden wasn't in there, so I figured that there were a DLC oh. Civ. Um, well. But yeah. Okay. Definitely more civilization for me to be played. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I didn't realize games were as long as they were. It get, it's, crap. it's games like that that cut into your time that you can get through your backlog. Because yes. it's an awesome game, and you could keep playing it and never get bored of it. Honestly, like... I would just be, I like, we started, and I looked, and we're, like, 300 turns in. I was yeah. like, holy crap. Yeah. Where's the time gone? Yeah. And the only time I had to stop was to eat. Right. Dinner. <laughs> you I was, didn't have to do that. I didn't have to, but I was starting to get, like, tired because I hadn't eaten anything in, like, seven hours. Yeah. Because I was just like this. Dead. Okay. Um, that's what me and Corey played. Um, the next thing I played and beat was Metro Last Light. Hey. Nice. That reminds me, we're gonna keep track uh, on the podcast of how many games we beat. Yeah, it'll be somewhere on our website at some point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're gonna start keeping track of how many games. Yeah, we'll we'll keep track of it in some form or another. We'll hopefully be able to put it on the website. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna just gonna like start now with the games we beat now and not mm-hmm. go back and try to remember all the games we beat. Yeah, because I've beaten so many games I can't. We even should think make about that it. an award for the thummies. Like conqueror of the year. Oh, who had the most games yeah. beaten? That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Yeah, um, we could get a piece of paper and we can have our names listed right now, and I can keep t- like a, t- a tally. That's a good idea. Right I think now. I feel like towards the end of the year we could all be striving to push out a couple more. Oh yeah, and looking up what what yeah. short games that we could yeah. play and beat. Mm-hmm. You know, Corey would take full advantage of, of that. Looking up <laughs> short games, I could just see him conniving bastard. Yeah, was, this was just an idea I was thinking of when I beat Last Light. Uh, I was like, it'd be kind of cool if we kept like an applause counter for our podcast and see so do we want to start it with metro last light yeah okay so that's me and you Corey. beat metro well do we want to list the games we beat or just tally them dan we'll list them okay so it's so we know yeah we'll have to go to go back and look okay all right Um, anything else what would you think of metro finishing up i loved it yeah um I thought the last thing I did in the game was awesome. I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't talk about because Eric's here. Yeah. But uh, the last mission. We'll do. We'll do a uh, spoiler episode once we all get done okay. beating it and stuff. We'll we'll talk about the ending and. Mm-hmm. How long was it? Not very long. Ten hours. I had it beat in like eight. Yeah. Eight or nine. I probably got about two in. Maybe I'm on. Well, I'm going to talk about it. But I'm on the ninth chapter. If you have time, which you do I this do. weekend, you polish it off Dang no problem yeah oh yeah a couple yeah. days yeah there's really only one hard part in the game that you'll get frustrated at too yeah all right maybe i'll try to do that this weekend yeah, yeah. it's worth it's worth it i loved it that was yeah. a phenomenal game yeah. and metro was a series i probably would never have gotten into until you said you guys were doing a metro 23 33 episode and i was like eh, i'll check it out because yeah. i saw last night was coming out and i thought about getting i actually i did get it so i played 2033 and i ended up loving the metro yeah. games really good very underrated mm-hmm. games that should get more exposure. But, Absolutely. Uh, I think Last Light is kind of getting a lot of exposure now, but 
I think Metro 2033 was definitely overlooked. Yeah, and the people who made it deserve to get the exposure. Holy yeah. crap, with what they did to yep. make the game. Yeah, impressive. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and the last thing I played and beat was Deus Ex Human Revolution on hey. the PC. I uh, So sat- we'll put that on there, too. Yeah, I sat down uh, Monday right after work, and uh, it was after the party that uh, we had for Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Um, just sat down and played it. I knew I wasn't too far off, um, so I was just going to try and, you know, pound it out and finish it, and I did in nice. three hours. 28-hour game, which is not bad. And I had bought the DLC for under a dollar on Steam. Gotta love that. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to be playing the Missing Link DLC, which I started a little bit of that, and that's basically at one point in the game you're on a cargo hold and you end up getting captures. That's where the DLC picks up. In uh-huh. the regular game you don't get captured, but in the DLC you do. And from there you, you know, play the dlc yeah and spoil the, the main story so i'm not gonna okay because i want you guys to play it yeah i have it i'm yeah i have it too it's on my backlog Same i'm here that's one game i want you guys to definitely play i'll put my backlog together for next week yeah hopefully mm-hmm. i will too but hey. uh that's all i played okay eric what do you got for us i've actually got quite a bit um i'll start with portal 2 um that's one that Corey and I were supposed to play together, but he, after I purchased it that second, he hasn't bought it still. <laughs> so uh, Jared came over. Jared, my cousin, Corey's roommate, came over the other night, and we were just looking through my games, and I was like, oh, why don't we play Portal 2? So we stayed up to like 2.30 in the morning, which for me is later than hell. Right. And I was like, I can't even tell you what we were doing. I, You know, it's a puzzle game. Right. It's fun. I don't... <laughs> I don't see all the love that it gets personally. Uh-huh. I mean, I it's a fun game, but for me, it's just I, I I wouldn't put it in my game of the year. I should play it when I'm not dead tired too. Do you do yeah. you think it? Do you think you missed out on something because you were playing with somebody? No. Like story wise, I would never play a game by myself. Okay. Okay. Never. All right. Yeah, I don't think I would have any interest whatsoever in playing that with single player. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's fun. I don't know what else to say about it. It's puzzles and right. I don't hard know. stuff. It's just not for me. I don't know. Yeah, it's too hard for me. Um, so I'm just gonna move on. Um, uh-huh. Let's see. I played Call of Juarez Gunslinger. Huh. This is I like Western set. I like different settings. Yeah. It's, it's something yeah. I like a lot. So I like I said, I've been interested in Red Dead Redemption. I've just never played it. Um, Call of Horror is another one I've always kind of wanted to play. So I saw that they put out Gunslinger, which is, I don't know, it's a separate game. Uh, kind of like what Blood Dragon was okay. for Far Cry 3. Cool. So it was 15 bucks. Um, oh God, I knew I was going to forget the main character's name. Juarez? No. Not in this. It's not. It's, God, I can't Gonzalez? remember. No, I don't remember. It's not going to come to me. But anyway, you play the main character, and he goes through stories he basically he's at a bar and he sits down with a group of people and they want to hear his past stories of like cool adventures that he went on so the first uh chapter or whatever they break it into is his experiences with billy the kid and you act them out and he narrates through the whole thing which mm-hmm. i love and yeah. it's got a really cool like western feel like voice to it nice. and um the game is really really fun i like it a lot more than i i thought i would um, the guns are all super cool and it's got kind of an arcadey feel to it, but mm-hmm. not too much arcade. Um, yeah, it's just sort of running and gunning. It's got like combos and you can, you can upgrade your abilities. You can choose to like, um, dual wield 
revolvers, which I do, which is huh. awesome. Uh, you can use shotguns, and based on what you want to use, you can upgrade your long-distance weapons, your, your revolvers, and stuff like that. So it's got a little of that, RPG stuff. Um, but I think the coolest part is just the stories and the narration as you're playing it. Mm-hmm. It's just wicked cool. And the graphics are neat, too. It's, like, kind of cell shaded The graphics okay. aren't great by any stretch, but it's a $15 game. Right, right. Um, but it's a, it's a little cell shaded I don't know how I would describe it. But really cool game for 15 bucks. I would highly recommend. I'm definitely gonna keep playing that. Uh-huh. That's that's one that I would like to beat this weekend okay. if I hopefully have enough time. I should. Right. Um, you got a lot of other stuff you got to get to I also. All these games. <laughs> um. So next, I played Resident Evil Revelations, which is one like I said I would. First of all, I would have never even wanted to play based on recent Resident Evil reviews, but this one actually got decent reviews and. I saw it in the red box. And I was like, hey, what the hell? You know, I have some time. So I picked it up, and I, I was texting Will throughout my time playing it today. <laughs> kind of funny. Well, I, I've been using – I got my Turtle Beach headphones back out just for atmosphere because yeah. I, I got Metro Last Light and Resident Evil out of the red box. So I got my Turtle Beaches out to, for that, that feel, you know, and I had the lights off while I was playing Metro, but I played during the day today with Resident Evil. I don't think I could have handled it with the lights off anyway, right. playing Resident Evil. Um, you start off out in a boat, and you're looking for two of your, I don't know, squad mates, I guess you could call them. Chris and Jill, I think was their names. Oh, yeah. That's classic uh, uh, See, Resident I don't Evil know people. a lot of the characters. I've only played Resident Evil 4, uh-huh. and it was a long time ago, obviously. Right. Um, yeah, so you're looking for Chris and Jill, and you're on a, uh, a boat, a huge boat. You and some other guy. has got an accent. I don't know. You, you get on the boat, and you're walking through these tight hallways and there's just these creepy noises which in my turtle beach headphones are just like resonating i have the bass turned up really loud so it's just like creepy as hell and you walk in and you you have a flashlight on your gun and i'm just have my gun pointed the whole time because i'm like oh what the fuck and you just feel like Every corner you turn around, there's going to be something there. Yeah. And there's a lot of times not, so you're like, well, I know it's coming here right. at some point. And I'm just, like, buckling in for it. And the first time you see a monster or whatever it is, um, you walk into a room and you see it go behind a rack. So I think it's going to be around the corner. Well, you turn the corner and it's not there, but you can see that it climbed up into the air ducts. Mm-hmm. So as you're walking down the halls, the monster's, like, pounding on the air ducts and, like, moving throughout the building. Uh, yeah. It's freaky. And it's, like... Just the environment and the the feeling that it creates is ridiculous, and I was scared shitless the entire time I was playing it. I my heart was racing, and I told Will like you're just walking down these hallways, and sometimes you get to one where there's like an intersection, and you could go three ways. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, I don't want to look at any of these directions. I certainly don't want to look one where I'm going to get hit in the back and shit my pants. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like you don't know where to go. Oh, it was freaky. And uh Which there was is what you want out of a Resident oh, Evil yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. The atmosphere scared the shit out of me, which mm. is like you said, exactly what you're looking for, and I could already tell that the bullet uh what's the word I'm looking for? Being careful with bullets. Bullet oh, management. Yeah. Bullet management is a huge part of it cuz I already ran out of bullets uh-huh. and uh, um man, the one part where I texted Will, I screamed out loud like a schoolgirl. <laughs> It wasn't even a zombie or anything. I was walking into a room, 
and I went to walk past this like electric panel and these rats came flying out of it and it like, you know, hit the ground and made a crash and I screamed like a girl and like drew my weapon. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck and oh nice. Man. Sweaty palms. Uh huh. But I mean the graphics aren't great by any stretch. But again, it's just the the atmosphere that creates. I probably won't play it again just okay. because I want to beat Metro. If right. of the two games, it's the one I'd rather beat. Right. Um, and I've got just so many other other things to play. But I mean, I would recommend it if you're into scary games. I don't see why you wouldn't like it, especially if you know what Resident Evil's like and you've liked it in the past. I can't see a reason you wouldn't like it. The graphics, like I said, if you're into graphics, this one's probably not for you. Not your choice. No, the zombies look like shit. Okay. But. If you can get past that and just get into the atmosphere, play it. Just imagine when that type of game comes out for the Oculus Dude, Rift. I, I don't think I honestly don't think I could do it. Okay, I really don't. <laughs> God damn it! I mean, I was sitting there and it was broad daylight. I yeah. got the window open. Yeah. I'm like, shit in my pants. Screaming. Yeah, I, I did. I literally screamed like a girl, like loud. I hope your neighbors were like, what the heck? Oh, she's been hearing it all day because uh, between that and my FIFA games, uh, okay. I had some epic wins. Nice. Uh, my last game that I want to talk about, Metro Last Light. Um, I actually had to go outside of work to get this one because somebody keeps taking it out of my red box for uh, work. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's a really cool game. I don't know if I like it as much as you guys do but I could see why you would. I definitely like it. It's, yeah. it's really good. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it as much as you guys do. That's what it comes down to. Do you, do you think you would have benefited from playing the first? Yeah, maybe. And underst- but I'm also underst- not into the to story stuff as much as you guys right. are either. That's true. That's true. Um, I, I really like it. I don't want you to think I don't like yeah, it. No. I just don't like it as much as you guys right. do. Like, I would never say it was my favorite for first-person first, shooter of all time. Yeah, like Corey like did. Corey did. It's really good, though. Um, right. Like you said, the lighting stuff is awesome. I like how you can go around and unscrew the light bulbs. Yeah, it's really cool. For, for stealth. I'm not much of a stealth player, usually, but I've tried to stick with stealth as much as I could in this game, and it's it's really fun to try and sneak around and find guys. Um, it's easier with a stealth, too. Much easier, because I've gotten in some gunfights where I'm like, son of a bitch, man. Yeah. You've yeah. got to stay covered, because yep. if you don't, you're going to get picked off. Yep. Um, the one scene... Because it's fairly early in the game, so I'll talk about it. Where you walk into like the Nazi yeah. war rally. Yeah. Oh, oh, that that's was sweet. so awesome. That was, nuts. that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I agree. Yeah, but like I said, I'm on chapter nine. Um, I just rescued the dude from the prison where they were yeah. going to hang him. Yep. So I just rescued him, and we're about to go back up onto the surface. I want to end there because I knew I would remember, all right, I'm going back up onto the surface. You're so, probably... What would you say is about a third through the game? I played for about two hours. I'd say four. Mm. A quarter? Yeah. I don't know. You're decently far through the game. So my base, uh, the story, my guy, what is he doing? He's going around like trying to figure out what's going on with these the dark ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like because they can communicate with. Them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's that's, that, that's what he's trying to figure out. So what in the what what I need to know from the first one. Do you want? Do you want to tell me or? Because um, I'm not going to play. I can't find the damn thing. Well, really, you get more of a background of of Artyom and his motivations. In this um, one, from the first game, like his his motivations are a little easier to understand. Um, in the second game, if you played the first game, okay. Basically, yeah. basically, I mean, should we tell him the ending? No, uh, no, much of the no, first no, one. The first I, one. 
What? The first Metro. No. No? He's not going to play it. Why? Is there a point where I'll see all of that? Well, there's or? a canon ending, and yes, it does come into play oh, later yeah, on that, in the game. Okay. That's true. Yeah, okay. don't, if, if you think it might ruin it, don't. Um, no, I, re- I really like it. I don't want to undersell it, because I do yeah. really like it. It's very well done. The graphics are fucking awesome. Yeah. And I can imagine on PC how good they are. Yeah. Because they're really good on Xbox. Probably right up there with Halo 4. Yeah. Um, it looks, looks great. It does. It does. And like you said, the... I think I like this game more than I'm leading on. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it. There you go. Yeah. I, like you said, the small things like the wiping the mask off. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I was in one spot where I had, like, I didn't have to. I, there was one spot, like, I was in the metro, and I wanted to explore. Like, you, ha- it's when you have your own, like, rail car. It's probably further than, than you, you you are yet. I've been in a little car, but it was with somebody. Yeah, this one you can get off and kind of explore areas if you want to, or you could just whiz right past them, and I, of course, want to explore. It's mostly pretty linear, isn't it? It's pretty linear, yeah. but there's a couple spots where you can branch off and kind of explore a little bit. And there's there's a, an area where um, you you can go off and explore on your own, and, and there's these creatures that come after you and the, the thing. And, like... The thing that attracted me to that was was I was weighing the do I want to spend all my bullets and all my all the stuff I have trying to find whether or not there's going to be something at the end of this tunnel or do I just want to abandon because it was freaky because they were coming at me from everywhere it mm. seemed like which is and, a pain uh, in the balls yeah it's a pain in the balls and, and like the only light I had was my was my headlamp mm-hmm. which only lasts for a certain amount of time before you have to recharge it yeah. when you recharge your headlamp you're completely vulnerable to whoever wants to attack I you i recharge so. it constantly i do that almost yeah. like i reload when i play an online shooter yeah i literally just, just when you have a break in action too. you do it yeah um i felt like the ai is really good yeah. In this game, I yeah. I couldn't remember because I read some reviews and I couldn't remember if that was one of the complaints that it wasn't good because I haven't felt like that at all. No, I felt I, like it's pretty difficult. Like I never like felt said, like you got to stay covered when you're in a gunfight, and it's not one of those games where you just run and gun. You know what I they, mean? They seem like they spread out too, yeah. and kind of not stay in the same spot. And, and it's hard and, to see because of the lights, right? Yeah. So it's hard to see where the guys are coming from. And yeah. I, there's been a couple times I had to move from my location because I just could not find where the guy yeah, was. Yeah, you back off and and get I to had the spot. turtle beaches on and you can hear everything uh-huh. and like I couldn't tell where these guys were. Like I thought I had killed everybody, but I could still hear a guy coughing. Right. I finally found him, but yeah, it's the atmosphere is really cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. I one thing I didn't think I was gonna like was how it's there's creatures. I. When I first heard about the game, I wanted it to be me fighting against like Nazis, other, other people, yeah. And um, but I found that I do like it, yeah. So and it hasn't really because I'm not a big sci-fi guy or anything right. like that. Right, right. So, but no, it's a it's a really great game. I would obviously recommend it highly. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm I'm gonna make that my goal this weekend to be, yeah. knock that out. Yeah, because I really feel like you're I you're sh- fairly far. You should it. be able to get pretty close tomorrow. Okay, so. Yeah, I would definitely hammer it out. Yeah. It's one you got to experience, experience to the end. Yeah. Okay. That's it for me. All right. Uh, I'll go next, obviously, and last. I played a couple games, the first being Defiance. Yeah. Oh, oh you yeah. did? I, I, I did play Defiance. Uh, it took me a little while to get it going. I didn't also have a lot of time this weekend, so I only ended up playing for about four hours. Um, obviously, Defiance, for those that don't know, it's a massively multiplayer online third-person shooter set on, like, a ruined, futuristic Earth. Um, 
I didn't really do too much with the story because I wanted to. I wanted to play the game. I didn't have that much time to play it. It only lasts until one was o'clock it? Sunday. It was one o'clock Western, so it would have been two o'clock Eastern. I think is when it when the when the free trial and I didn't get a chance yeah. to play it till Sunday. Either way, I didn't get a chance to play it till Sunday. So I really wanted to just play as much as I can. Uh, Remind me of another um, science fiction MMORPG that I played named Tabula Rasa, mm-hmm. which no one really really played except for me it actually got shut down years ago but um i actually like defiance um i at first i was kind of like because the the missions at the at the beginning are are a little bit repetitive and you don't really get into the like getting new gear and stuff which is one of the attractions of an mmorpg so once i started getting other weapons and and using other weapons and experiencing other what other weapons were like and and kind of kind of getting out of the starter starter zone i started to you know experience more stuff and 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 figure out how the the mission system worked and and all that stuff i i did start to like and i actually think i'll probably buy it it won't be in june but it may be in july um hopefully nothing's coming out so i can get it in july mm-hmm. no we can't uh, play with each other right i don't know if pc and xbox players can play it together or not okay well, see, I'm just, just, I think, got, I don't even know if I'm done with the starter stuff. Okay. I just got my vehicle. Okay. Yeah, that's that's towards the beginning. That's probably oh, right. an hour. 45 minutes. I 45 guess. minutes, yeah. Um, so I should give it another shot. I will give it another shot. Um, I think the gra- I know you said the graphics weren't that good. Uh, they're good on the, on the PC. Yeah, they're better. Um, they're, they're, they're pr- pretty good on the PC. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like... I, I see I your criticisms are per- perfectly valid. Um, it's just a type of game that I like. Mm-hmm. That's that's the I like science fiction. Um, I like the idea of a shooter, an MMO, third sure. person or first person shooter. Um, I think that's fun. I didn't group with anybody or anything like that, but they kind of have the events a little bit like Guild Wars Two, where a bunch of people can take part in an event and and get experience and and stuff for it um, without needing to group together. So that's also a good thing. Um, going back and playing an old MMORPG that doesn't have that, it feels really dated. Um, like, uh, Lord of the Rings online or even Terra didn't have anything like that in it. So it makes those games feel kind of old. My mouth is getting really dry. I got to take a drink. Um, but yeah, I, I like Defiance. I, I, I hope it goes on sale. That would be great if I could get it for, it was on sale this weekend, of course, when I couldn't afford to buy it. So. Um, but not that I would have, I wouldn't have time to play it in June anyway. I've got a lot of stuff to play, so. Mm. But yeah, once you start getting new equipment and stuff, it's pretty cool. I have no idea what's going on in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I would yeah. probably start a new character um, and pay attention to the story. But like I said, I really just wanted to play the game. Um, so if I, if I get it, if and when I get it, I'll, I'll start a new character and kind of figure out what's going on with the story. So yeah, I just when I made my character and stuff, I just hit escape and skipped all the all mm-hmm. the all the videos and stuff that that you're supposed to watch to kind of know what's going on. Cool. But um, I also like that they have they have like uh, challenges, kind of. So like w- one specific one I, I did was um, to see how many of these mutant or whatever things that you could kill, um, and it kept track of everybody's score. So. You know, you could you could pit your score against someone else's. So uh-huh. um, I wasn't even close to the top score, but um, I, th- I think that's a cool. Well, it's n- not good enough, th- Dan. <laughs> that's a neat little uh, feature that's I haven't seen in any other game. So it's almost like it's all. I'm trying to think of what 
it's like a quest where you're going to your own little instance and you just try to like the one I like I said the one I did was you just hold out as long as you can and kill as many of these bad guys as you can before they kill you like quote horde unquote. Mode, yeah like horde mode um and then it keeps track like I said of of the highest scores um and you get a uh, experience and 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 uh loot based on how well you did like uh, there's three different star levels i think i got so i beat the silver level so oh, i got the sil- fat woot? i don't i don't remember if i got anything good for that or not um but i, I figured out that in that game i like the sniper rifle That's I what I used. What I did a sniper too. rifle and a shotgun is the way to go in that i didn't like the pistols and i didn't like the assault rifles in that at all um a lot of people complain about the aiming at least on consoles I didn't like how it, it kind of annoyed me sometimes, the auto-aim. I wish I could just turn that off. And I, I don't know if there was an option or not to turn off the auto-aim. But, yeah, it, it, did, it did, did kind of auto-aim in that. That annoyed me a little bit. Yeah, hopefully you could turn that off. I, I didn't look, actually. I didn't want to. I just wanted to play and not tinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I, li- I like Defiance. It was good. Um, the other thing I played a lot of was Crusader Kings 2 again. Oh, I still boy. love it. Uh, they just released there the Old Gods update or DLC, um, which you get to play as pagan Vikings and stuff and loot and raid and Is pillage. Is this a strategy? Yes. Definitely a strategy game. God, damn it. If I get a PC, I'm getting that game for sure. I'll show it to you yeah. Some, sometime when you come over. It's, it is insane. Um, but awesome. Very awesome. Uh, so last last week I I said I I played as a republic, which is different than if you play as like a like a kingdom or whatever. Um, it's all about making money in that. Uh, I don't know how far I said I got in, as playing as a republic, but I had I was a vassal of Sweden in that game, and uh, I actually rebelled and successfully rebelled and and broke away from Sweden. Um, but like 50 years later when they kind of settled their kingdom down, they came and destroyed me and, and killed, <laughs> killed me off. So, so that ended my Republic game. So I went back to playing as Ireland. Um, you know, my, my initial goal as playing as Ireland was to reunite the kingdom of Ireland. And I did. And then I got beat. Well, my goal this time is to become the king of Ireland for this particular game was to become the king of Ireland and take over all of Great Britain. So to become the emp- uh, the emperor of Britannia, as they call it. So, um, this game I, sounds awesome. It is. It's very awesome. I, so I, I did. I ended up taking all over all of Ireland, and I'm slowly working my way into Scotland and Wales to take over the empire of Britannia. But um, I started a cru- or I joined a crusade. I think it was the Second Crusade. Um, and as I would like, cause I, you know, got my soldiers ready to send them down to the middle East. Um, and as I would scroll down to the middle East, my game would crash. I didn't know that was what was causing the crash at the time. So I just kept, you know, it was like my auto save was right after the crusade started. And I just kept trying to send my soldiers to crusade and it kept crashing. And I was like, well, I really can't play this anymore. What the hell? Um, so I, once I figured out that it was just when I scrolled down, I just didn't join the crusade. Um, which is unfortunate because I did want to take part in the crusade and see what, what I could get out of it. But um, I'm, I'm convinced it's a terrorist plot, that that's why I couldn't scroll down to the Middle East and take part in the crusade. Just, <laughs> I blame the terrorists. It's definitely their you're, fault. You're just not meant for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I just didn't scroll down there, and it hasn't crashed since. I'm pretty sure it's from the new patch coming out for, for all the new DLC. So I'm hoping they get that fixed before too long. 
Um, but yeah, I'm uh, starting to take over Scotland and Wales. I just had a, a war with a, king, a small kingdom in Spain uh, that I ended up winning. So that was good. Um, I've had a couple times where my almost my entire empire rebelled against me, and I crushed them all, and then I executed everybody. Nice. Which ah, is great. Which bring, brings up Corey's thing, uh, killing off, like, family members. Um, like, you know, if you have... If you're the oldest, you 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 know you get the kingdom, but your your younger siblings get like pieces of the kingdom, and uh, one of the pieces that one of my brothers got was really like really valuable piece of my kingdom. So uh, I had him killed off so I could get you put a hit on him. I, I put a hit on him so uh, I could get the valuable piece of the kingdom because that's head. where like that was all upgraded and that had the good castle and all the that's where all the good troops came from. And I didn't want to lose that, so I had to have him killed to, I'm, to, to I'm get it. I'm very interested to see just what this game looks like. It's turn-based. Uh, no, it's kind of real time. Okay. Um, you can control how fast or slow the game goes, and then you can pause it when you have a lot of stuff you got to do. Um, th- it's not much to look at. It's just a map, uh-huh. and then there's like windows where you, you know call stuff up to see what you want to do in depth it's not visual like um age of empires or civ 5 not i would say the map looks like civ 5 but there's not a lot like all all you see on the map is the land masses and then the countries kingdoms duchies and then the your soldiers are on it that's that's it Um, yeah it's not nearly as visual civ 5 is pretty visual the other civs not so much so but yeah i love uh, Crusader Kings too. Um, I'm hoping to finish off because really the goal of the game you can make. I think I talked about last week, but you can make the goal be as lofty or as little as you want. Really, the goal is to make it with your air, with your 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 line intact until I think 1460 something is when the game ends, uh, when the Middle Ages end. So you go from 1060. If you can keep your your line going from 1066 to 14 whatever that's when you quote unquote win the game so that's that's my goal for that game i don't know how long it's going to take i think i've put like 50 hours in crusader kings wow. 2 already oh my god so, yeah sweet sweet game sounds that, awesome yeah i love it um and the only other thing i played was borderlands i played a lot of borderlands again uh, i got frustrated with crusader kings crashing on me so i played more borderlands still love borderlands uh it's a good fallback game plus i don't feel any stress when i'm playing it. i just play it and have fun mm-hmm. you excited for the new dlc yeah did you hear about yes, it yes it seems so, so cool. awesome it's um tiny tina who runs like uh she you know she's a character in the game and she runs like a dungeons and dragons type fantasy <laughs> setting she's like the game master um which sounds really what's it called uh tiny tina's it's all on Dragon Keep or Dragon's something like Keep that. Or something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing, and I can't wait for it to come out. I hear it's silly, but it also has a very underlying depressing tone. Yeah, because I guess a couple times she brings up. Well, I don't want to spoil it for Eric. Right. She, I won't remember by the time I play it. <laughs> she brings up Roland and Nightwing, oh. asking, "Like, where's Roland or where's Nightwing?" Out of like pure denial oh okay it's kind of depressing oh. in that way oh wow but i guess it's pretty insane some of yeah. the stuff that happens yeah i'm gonna get the season pass for borderlands 2 i'm hoping it goes on sale it probably won't but i'll probably just spend the whatever 30 mm-hmm. bucks bought, and get it i bought the characters yeah because i was like i kind of when i play through it again i wanted to play as one of the new characters yeah the necromancer or the the bandit mm-hmm. yeah so that's all i played um yeah 
really feel like I played something else. I, I played I, I played I some Chrono Trigger on my tablet, but that's not really worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Facebook.com slash Thumbstick Athletes is our Facebook page. Our Twitter feed is twitter.com slash TS Athletes. Our website is www.thumbstickathletes.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 607-527-0547 or email us directly at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com if you want to help the podcast we now have a donations tab on our or donations button on our on our website so if you want to donate to us directly that's always a help um we also have an amazon banner someplace on our website i never remember where where exactly it is but it's someplace on our website if you're gonna be placing an order from amazon be it uh 99 cent packet of hot sauce or (laughs) Uh, thousand dollar computer yeah thousand dollar computer $600 vacuum doesn't matter whatever it is uh, you can place your order through our our banner on our website if you clear your Amazon related cookies then click through our banner go to Amazon place your order we get a little kickback from Amazon from for sending you there which is which is very nice Um, so yeah no matter how small the order it, it helps us a little bit um, but really the biggest way you can help the podcast is by spreading the good word of the thumbstick athletes podcast. We're having another really good downloads month. So if we can keep that going, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's everything, right? We, I think we're going to be talking about remember me next week. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the, the thing on our website that says what we're going to be talking about is inaccurate. Um, what's it say we're doing? I think it says we're doing path of exile yep. or maybe publishers. It's behind. Yeah. I'll I'll have to have Corey fix it because I don't know how to Remember fix it. Remember, me kind of snuck up on us. A little it bit. did sneak up on us. I didn't even realize I was going to get it until like two weeks ago. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I was like, pretty cool. that game looks awesome. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll do it for episode ninety-seven of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.